presentation from Alive 105, live and local. It's Friday night and time for Derby, Derby Panther, Panther Football. Football. Tonight's pregame coaches show is brought to you by Tender Care Lawn and Landscape. Discover the Tender Care difference. And now, here's the Alive 105 sports team, Kevin Payne and Doyle Phillips. Once again, Panther fans, it's Friday night, second week of state high school football playoffs. We've got Coach Clark and Coach Wietrich here. Coach Clark, uh, I know we always say this. I want you to talk a little bit about your special teams, which were phenomenal last week, and your offense. And before you even talk, i got to say, the week before, we had no completions. And this week, we were perfect. So I know you got to chat about that. We'll let Coach Wietrich talk about that defense. That was a great observation right there, Kevin. Um, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll start with uh, special teams. Um, our special teams played played pretty well. Um, as a coach, as uh, a guy that really values special teams, there still was a couple things that we, we need to work on, obviously. Um, we got a couple touchdowns off of special teams. We got great field position off of special teams. Um, and, and a couple couple of those were just players making plays, you know. Um, Derek had a phenomenal punt return. Um, it was uh, uh, well blocked, but he had to make a couple guys miss at the end. He did a great job. Uh, Baker on his kickoff return uh, for a touchdown, uh, you know, really didn't go as planned. We should have made a short call, didn't make a short call, didn't block two guys. They just, you know, uh, they, they it, it was just – kind of one of those backyard football plays at the end. And Baker being the athlete that he is, I mean, made plays, made guys miss. He probably We probably had six guys on blocks. So, um, I mean, he was just being an athlete and getting into the end zone. So that that, that was good. Um, other than that, I, 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 you know, our special teams played well, but we still had a lot of improvement that, that we can make and some improvement that we have to make uh, for a very good uh, Lawrence team that we're getting ready to face tonight. Um, offensively, uh, I thought our kids played hard, uh, played well. Um, you know, they were a little bit smaller on the defensive line. Uh, their linebackers were, um, you know, they didn't blitz too much. They blitzed a little bit. But uh, I thought we played well. I thought our receivers blocked well. You know, we, we lost both of our, our tight ends. And, uh, you know, then we went with uh, Talon Neal, who's a little bit smaller. But, gosh, he, he plays with great leverage. Um, he really blocks well. Uh, was excited about the way he played. Um, and then going to your uh, uh, pass game that you talked about yeah we were 0 for 5 uh the week before and uh i think we were 12 for 12 or something like that this this week and uh you know brock threw the ball well um when he threw it a little you know off a little bit our, our receivers made some fantastic catches um we had some guys you know we we kind of went with short game uh there towards the middle of the game and towards the end of the game. But uh, um, our kids caught the ball. And what, what I was really happy to see was our receivers, uh, you know, had yards after the catch. Instead of just catching the ball and getting tackled, they, they made some people miss and, uh, um, you know, carried the ball down the field pretty well. So, And then, obviously, uh, Dylan Brock had a great running game. Um, you know, our and that's credit to our offensive line and our wide receivers also. But uh, they ran the ball really hard. They didn't touch the ball that much. But uh, um, overall, I was really, really proud of our kids the way they performed last week. Thanks, Coach. Yeah, uh, defensively, you know, uh, 
and you know it's kind of hard to tell in some of these games where you get out real quick on an opponent and it's kind of hard to tell you know how your how your team does you know i will say defensively we did we did have some alignment issues we did have some coverage bust issues early um but the team you know the team we faced last week in topeka you know didn't exploit it you know so like you go back and watch the film, you know, even the score was pretty lopsided and, you know, the time, you know, we were able to get our, the ball back to the offense pretty quick and we got stops. Uh, there's still some stuff that we got to clean up. You know, if you face a good team, um, like we're going to face tonight in, in, in Lawrence, like those little mistakes, we have alignment issues, uh, coverage issues, you know, not matching up how we want to match up can be, can be a very costly mistake, especially as we go through playoffs here, um, as we face these opponents, you know, matchups are, are such a big issue. And if we don't, if we don't line up right, we don't, we don't run the, we don't run the play correctly. It can be a big time play. It could be a touchdown and that's a bad deal for us. So when we went back and watched the film, there's a lot of stuff to clean up. You know, I'm happy with our guys are, Effort-wise was good. Physicality was good. Our guys, you know, as, as far as how, how we wanted them to respond, as far as come out and play defense, being physical, they did a good job. Uh, there's a whole lot of mental stuff we need to clean up from last week, and I hope we can get it done tonight. Um, we got a really, be- really good opponent tonight. They're, they're tough. They're big. And uh, we got our hands full. So we can't make the little, little mistakes. We got to do everything right to be competitive tonight. My observation last week was we just throttled those guys. I mean, it, it was it was a, a great effort by both the offense and the defense. And uh, you know, we got our we got our number twos in with I don't know I think seven minutes to go in the second quarter. So you know that to me was pretty impressive, holding them to just twelve points. You know, with our number twos. So real from my perspective, I thought we performed pretty well, but, uh, you know, you guys see it a whole lot different than, than I do. You watch a whole lot more video and, and, uh, uh, you break it down a whole lot more than I do. But anyway, moving on, uh, you know, we, we've had, this will be our second game that's, uh, in Derby and, you know, you talk about home field advantage all the time and, uh, uh, how it's, it's such a, such a good thing so talk a little bit about the importance of home field advantage during the playoffs home field advantage is huge you know uh there, there's that saying green is magic and uh you know the magic isn't just what's played on the football field it's the band it's the it's the pantherettes it's the cheerleaders it's uh you know the uh, just everybody including the fans the the fans is what really makes it magical you know when we get our student section there and they're loud they're doing their chance we got everybody else that gets into the ball game that that just packs the stands um our our home field advantage is huge uh and and that's that's kind of what everybody is kind of envious of of derby on is is when we can pack the stands and and just how magical it is so uh um i i can't tell you how uh how that impacts the players when they run out of the tunnel when they see all the people in the stands um you know you, you say that and we play topeka and, and we probably had a third of our stands there you know we, we got a lot of people that say you know derby we know derby's going to beat topeka so we're just not going to show up which 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 i get but uh we really would like you know it was senior night last last uh last week against topeka and uh um, we still probably had a third of the stands and i think we counted i think they had like 27 people in their stands so uh um a couple couple people less than how many players they had on their sideline but uh um we we really would encourage uh any listener that that loves to listen to ball games that that lives in derby uh 
to to put on the earphones and, and listen to you guys why why they're at the game because I can't tell you how big of an advantage it is for our kids because they they get super motivated. I mean, it, it's hard not to when you got all these people cheering for you. I mean, it, it's inspirational and they love it and it's magical. You, you can feel you can feel the stands on the field. Um, so uh, um, when our stands are packed, it's magical and it, it helps our kids out and they want to make. I mean, our our whole goal on our football team, we talk about it all the time, is to serve the community of Derby and to make them proud. Make them proud of the football team that we are. It's not to get all these W's and say, hey, look, we're football players. You guys should, uh, you know, be all happy that, you know, because you know a football player or something like that, you know. It, it's it's to serve our community and to make them proud of, of the program that we are. So uh, um, to, when the community comes out and they're in the stands, our kids just want to serve it even more and make those people in the stands proud. But, but when they're not in the stands, it's, it's kind of hard to do it's kind of like oh people don't want to come out and watch us and we're not doing our job so uh i don't know but home field advantage is huge especially when the the stands are packed coach clark sticking with you and i i'm going to reiterate this just what you said we want the the stands packed and you know a little plug here for the radio station we can we can uh you fans can listen to these podcasts anytime they want to so go to the game and you know if grandma grandpa's in another state let them listen to the ball game you listen to it later on uh, coach Clark you also talked a little bit about last week was senior night and um, I think when I counted I believe there was 25 seniors out what a what a neat deal for Derby to think there's that many seniors talk to us just briefly about uh, what senior night meant to you you know watching those kids walk with their parents I think it becomes a, a kind of a very emotional you know the kids are locked into the game they they, they want to get back into the locker room get to the game they know it's senior night uh, but Senior night's not going to hit them until the season's over. That 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 was senior night. You know, we talk about it. We we make a big deal about it about being senior night. But I I think it really hits the parents because as a parent of not a senior yet, but soon to be senior, you know how much time you invest in your kids and and their athletics and and for ninety five ninety nine percent of the parents they know. You know, their their senior year is the last time their their son is is going to be playing football um, ever, and you want them to have the best experience that that they can have with with the football program, whatever sport they're playing. So, it becomes very emotional because of all the time you spent throughout the years through little league football, through middle school football, up into high school football, all the ups and downs, all the adversity they have to go through, the injuries, the you know the the late nights, early mornings, all that stuff that that plays into it and it, it, it takes a toll on a parent and the parent has a lot invested in, in into that too you know so knowing that that's getting ready to come to an end i think it you know walking across that track with their kid uh is a very emotional time and it's uh it, some of them it's it's their last you know last kid to go through the high school and uh that, that's super emotional so i totally get that being a parent and uh and, and also you know doing being a head coach for 17 18 years whatever um just seeing you know these parents not you know just like this is my last kid to go through the program and it's you know it's very emotional so i i listen to them and and what they have to say but uh um you know senior night special 
and it's special for the whole family. It's special for, you know, you always have relatives that come out and, and all that stuff. But but the the cool thing about it being special is it's special because the the way the community supports this football program, which which we owe all to the community, and also the, the way the families and, and uh, everybody supports our program and really at a young age, age buys into our program and really, you know, buys into the fact that we're going to develop our kids from first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, and really get them to this moment of their senior year. And that's, that's our goal is to be the best football player, the best team that we can be by their senior year. So, so it's really cool. And, uh, senior night's a big night and, uh, um, you know, now it's uh, do or die. So hopefully, uh, tonight we can, uh, make another senior night, uh, next Friday if we get, get the job done. You know, coach, you work hard on defense, five days a week or six, however many, you know, you got not only in practice, but away from practice. Uh, so, uh, you know, how, how important or how much, how much do you use the fact that, uh, you know, if you lose, you're done, uh, to motivate the kids? Yeah. I mean, our, our kids get it. You know, we were, we really, like coach kind of talked about the seniors, you know, that's one of those things where there's nobody that's going to motivate the team more than the senior kids at this point in the season, get into playoffs, uh, those senior kids, especially after senior night, they they get it. You know, we're talking about like if 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 we lose, it's over. You know, all the work they put in, going back and coach said to first grade, second grade, all youth football. You know, these guys have played together for all the years together. They put in all the work. I mean, they get they get that uh, the situation is what it is in the playoff football system. So, um, when, and I kind of lean into that, and I, I tell the kids that like, you know, no one's gonna outwork a senior. You know, if you guys don't show up to practice with with a, you know, a sense of uh, a sense of pride and a sense of uh, ownership over the game plan, you know, like how do you expect the underclassmen to? And those guys, it's they get it and they understand. You know, and those guys are bought in, locked in. It's been that's, that's it's not hard. You know, like our guys are super competitive. They want to advance and they want to they want to continue. They have goals. We've talked we've talked all summer through our different little leadership things and different little things with our culture and our kids. Um, they have they have goals of advancing, so they understand that the process has to happen, um, and, they, and they want to be pushed. You know, our kids want to be pushed. They want to get um, they want to get coached up, and that, that's a, that's a blessing that we have here here at Derby. And our kids have worked hard. Um, this senior group is special. You know, like Coach said, going back when they were, you know, it's always it's always interesting as a coach, like when the seniors are out doing the senior night thing, and you walk into the locker room, and it's all it's, it's the team without the seniors. You know, and you see them, and you see the seniors come in, and it's like, okay, here's the next year group, but here comes the seniors coming back with their parents, and you see those guys locked in. You see the underclassmen really motivated to go out and play that night for those guys because they realize realize they could lose this group, you know, if they don't play right, you know. So our kids are bought in. You know, they 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 understand the game plan. We it's a pretty tough game plan tonight. We have a very very well coached team, very physical team, very big team, um, and our kids are our kids are bought in. I, I guarantee we're gonna get the best out of them tonight, guys. As we said, it's uh, second week of uh, high school state playoffs. Lawrence, uh, a very familiar point, opponent to us for years and years. Talk to us, Coach Clark, about uh, the special teams and your offense, and we'll let Coach Wietrich chat to us a little bit about his defense. Yeah, well, the last couple of years we we've had Lawrence. And we we're we we're you know had the luxury of, of moving on you know past our game, which which we felt lucky at times to to be able to get by them. They're a very well coached team. They're a very physical team. Um, 
this is probably the biggest team, one of the biggest teams. We see seen them play some big teams up up in Kansas City, but uh, by far the biggest team we'll see all year. I mean, they are heavy, they are big, they are physical. Um, their offensive line, I guarantee, averages about 290. Uh, they they can bring four tight ends, including that offensive line that the like the lowest weight is like 245, and I mean the smallest tight end is. 6'6", 245. I mean, so that's showing you what type of size they have. I think our biggest defensive lineman weighs maybe 240, 235, you know. I mean, that's as heavy as we are. Our biggest offensive lineman, I mean, doesn't even match uh, uh, their smallest offensive lineman. So uh, they've got a lot of size, and they use it in special teams. They use it on offense. They use it on defense. Their defense, their uh, their ends, uh, and and their D line is is amazing. I mean, they're six two two ninety, six one two seventy, six six two forty five. I mean, that's that's their D. That, that's college D ends right there. And then you know you, you go to their middle linebackers where you go six four two twenty five and six one two twenty, um, and they can move, they can run. Their outside backers, they got one outside backer that one weighs one eighty five, the other one weighs two twenty. I mean. Uh, I mean, they they are a big physical ball team. They've got uh, safeties that can flow around. They got corners that every game they just say, "Hey, let's wipe these two outside receivers off the off the um, field. Let's play nine on nine. I mean, that's that's what they do. I mean, they're very good cover corners. So their defense is really good. They fly around to the ball. They haven't given up too many points this year. Um, the the teams that they have given up points to are teams that are really really big. So I mean, we got to be super special. To, uh, tonight on offense you know we we've got to be able to be physical we've got to be fast we've got to use our speed to our advantage um we've but we've got to be physical at the point of attack because these guys are big if if we are not physical the we're these guys the d-line the linebackers are going to be playing in our backfield all night so uh our kids have really stepped up, been really proud this week of practice. I know we got it in us. Um, I just hope we can uh, put it all together. Uh, one thing we talked about on offense is, um, like always, eliminating penalties, zero turnovers. I mean, uh, if, if we're going to go up against a defense that's this big, we got to control what we can control. We can't control the weight and, and the strength of who we're, we're facing, but we can control, you know, don't turn the ball over, don't get holding calls. Let's, let's do what we can do and clean everything up so when given the opportunity we get a 70 yard touchdown we don't get a call back because of holding call so those are little things on offense i know i usually start with special teams uh there there's special teams that, that's one thing I, I i tell our team every time uh every game that when you face a good offense you face a good defense you gotta win the special teams battle you know, we got to win field position on our kickoff returns, our, our kickoffs, our punt returns, and our punts. We got to be special. We got to get explosive plays. We got to make them, you know, drive the ball 80 to 90 yards every time that they want to score. Um, not too many teams are going to be able to do that each and every time against us. So, uh, uh, field position is huge, and that's where you win it with special teams. Yeah, coach already kind of hinted at it. You know, uh, defensively, we, we got our hands full. I mean, this is a really good offense. 
you know, on top of all the sides that coach talked about, they also have, uh, you know, the offensive coordinator, the head coach Bowen's also been a, you know, he's a D- division one defensive coordinator. So he, he's pretty smart about how to attack a defense. So he knows how to attack a defense and he does a pretty good job of it. So size is huge. Not only just on the O line that the perimeter guys are big, um, but then also on top of that, they got a coach that understands schemes real well. We're going to get, we're going to get really good scheme. We're going to get big athletic guys, big, strong physical guys. So, uh, defensively we got our hands full, no doubt. Um, with that being said, I think we got our guys really locked in. Like we talked about earlier, um, they have, they got, uh, you know, quarterback right now, they're kind of running two quarterback system a uh, little bit. I think that's kind of. Uh, they got number 15 running a lot of quarterback, and he's throwing the ball a little bit. But then uh, the head coach's son's a sophomore. Early in the hand, early in the year, he had a, I think he had a, probably a hand or a wrist broken, but he's getting more and more reps. Um, but super athletic quarterback if he's in. So also we have quarterback run game. Um, but they they do like to get heavy. Like coach said, they have they have three or four guys that they rotate in a tight end. They're all they're not only they're big and heavy. They're they're long. They're oh six four and over. So they got six four guys. So uh, for us to be successful, not only up front defensive line, but also our perimeter guys. You know the physicality, technique. You know being low and just and being able to beat these guys with toughness is going to be key for us. You know so. Um, our guys know that right off the bat, if we don't establish physicality at the point of attack, physicality line of scrimmage, um, it's going to be a long night for us. And, you know, and we're not going to be able to get the ball back to our offense. Our, our guys know that we have to get our stops early, do our job fast on first down, do our job early on early downs on their side of the field. And like Coach said, field position is going to be huge. Uh, but we got to do our job early on first and second down, get them in a third down, force them to pass, force them to throw. Um, and that's going to be the recipe for us to get stops and get the offense back our, back the ball. Coach, uh, how's our injury situation? Uh, it's pretty similar to last week. Um, you know, we still got a, our tight ends out, a couple guys out on defense. Uh, we had a couple ge- kids get banged up last game uh, that I don't think are going to be available this game. They may give it a try on Friday or tonight, and uh, um, but who knows? Uh, you know, with wet conditions and all this stuff, we 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 don't want to um, you know injure them worse. But uh, um, pretty much similar to last week. Guys, as always, good luck. Let's see you next week. Tender Care offers unprecedented landscaping and outdoor living features, including cook centers, pools, and patios, as well as irrigation install and repair. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com, or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tender Care, located at 219 South Water Street in Derby, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. KDKQ LP Derby Wichita, 105.9 FM, and worldwide at Alive 105. KDKQ.com. Tonight's Derby Panther football game is being broadcast worldwide on our online stream at Alive105KDKQ.com. And it's brought to you by La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant. Friday night Panther football on Alive 105.9 is sponsored in part by our friends at Tendercare Lawn and Landscape, the Derby Recreation Center, Will Height Auto Service, Confederated Builders, MJB Heating and Cooling, Derby Junior Football, El Maguey Mexican Restaurant, Radio Shack of Derby, the Derby Informer, Riverside Cafe of Derby, Derby Public Library, 
Library, DMB Service Center, Pause Photography by Kelsey Lockie, Shelton Collision Repair, Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, Artistic Builders, Derby Overhead, DNM Mechanical, Johnson and Company Certified Public Accountants, Muscle Focus Massage Therapy, Fidelity Bank of Derby, Field Station Dinosaurs, John Mendoza Photography, Derby Nutrition, Fisher Media, and La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant. And now here's the Alive 105.9 play-by-play sports announcers Kevin Payne and Doyle Phillips. You can come on anytime. Well, good evening, Panther fans. Uh, this is Doyle Phillips, and tonight, along with Kevin Payne, we'll be bringing you all the action of this second-round 6A playoff between your Derby Panthers and the visiting Lawrence Chesty Lions. It's, uh, well, I'll let Kevin, he, he does the weather every week. I'm going to let him do the weather tonight. Well, I'll tell you, Doyle, it's, again, second-round of state playoffs, neat, neat atmosphere, but when we woke up this morning in Kansas, it was 70 degrees. It is right now 39 with a wind chill of 28 degrees. And we, we've had rain all day, and we're, we have a heavy, heavy mist with some snow showers mixed in. It's a chilly night in Derby. It's going to be a good night, I guess, for football because uh, we have to play it regardless. And, uh, you know, of course, everybody that's listening knows that as long as there's no lightning involved, they'll play football under any kind of weather conditions. Well, we, we're playing Lawrence High tonight. Chris Bowen in his second year, and if that name sounds familiar to you, yes, he used to be the Kansas University head football coach. He is now coaching high school football with Lawrence high uh, last year they finished nine and three after getting beat by derby 62 to 28 in the semifinals of the 6a Doyle, they come in uh, this week after beating wichita heights last week 48 to 13 in that win lawrence had 417 total yards 323 on the ground 94 in the air and their uh, defense allowed wichita heights 241 yards 197 on the ground and 44 in the air so we we expect that uh this is going to be a team that's going to come in tonight and try and run the football against the Panthers. Yeah, I uh, I read just a partial article in the Lawrence newspaper, and, and the only reason I read the partial article is because I had to sign up and buy a subscription to read the rest of it. And Anyway, it started out with, yeah, Derby's knocked us out the last couple of years, but we're not going to let that happen this year. Well, quarterback's going to be Banks Bowen as well as Tyson Grammer. Bowen's a 6'2", 172 sophomore, and Grammer is a 5'11", 215-pound junior. We expect them both to get equal snaps. Doyle, one of the key uh, elements tonight, a lot of guys going both ways for Lawrence High. Yes, there are, and I'm surprised about that. But there, there's four or five guys for sure that's going both ways, and, uh, that, again, that really surprises me. Well, defensively, uh, they, they return eight starters. They're expected to mo- run most of the time a 4-2-5. But, again, Coach Bowen, uh, he's going to throw out everything tonight against the Panthers. Yeah, he'll throw everything but the kitchen sink, uh, and uh, Panthers are going to have to be ready for everything. Right now, we're about three minutes away from the start of the ball game. Uh, we'll get into the starting lineups for the Panthers on the offensive line. Freshman Max Robinson, 6'2", 250. Senior Wyatt Jackson, 6'2", 250. Senior Austin Ediker, 6'1", 270. Senior Kenai Indy, 5'8", 215. And the right tackle is Junior Gabriel Enriquez, 6'3", 220. Your wide receivers, they start off with Junior Taylor Neal, 5'10", 165. Junior Colton Rudy, 6'175". Senior Nathaniel Keener, 5'10", 170. And senior Trayvon Rose, 5'10", 180. Running back, 
for the Panthers. Senior Dylan Edwards, 5'9", 165, and the starting quarterback, senior Brock Zerger, 6'185". Also seeing a lot of action at running back, junior Derek Hubbard, 5'8", 165. Your specialist, your kickers, Grady Jessup. The holders, Braxton Clark, and the long snapper is Cade Shelton. Punter is senior Camden Cooper. On the defensive side of the ball, the defensive line for the Panthers, junior Mason Hopper, 5'10", 190, senior LaShawn Davis, 6'4", 248, and senior Samuel Same, 6'5", 215. Your outside linebackers are senior Roman Bowden, 6'1", 190, and senior Garrett Hounschel, 6'1", 180. Inside backers, senior DJ Spring, 5'11", 185, and senior Miles Wash, 5'11", 215. Cornerback, senior Kamari Geddes, 5'7", 150, and senior Elijah Vigil, 5'8", 160. And your safeties, sophomore Easton Splain, 5'11", 170, and senior Cade Shelton, 6'2", 200. Those are the lineups. The starters, as we have them for tonight's ball game. Well, we we uh, apologize to the fans. Our coaches show took a little longer than normal, and and that was uh, I, I'm not so sure Coach Clark and Coach Wietrich wanted to get down on the field with the rain. But uh, regardless, the uh, coin toss uh, just went on. I believe that uh, Lawrence won the toss. They have elected to defer to the second half. Doyle, they're going to defend the north end zone to start tonight's ball game. And again, we've got. Uh, Chilly conditions here tonight, 28 degrees as the feels like, and the, the mist or the snow showers, whatever you want to call it, are starting to really come down. Yeah, the Panthers will be going into the wind to start this ballgame. Wind's blowing out of the north to the south, and uh, not sure how how hard it's blowing, but by the looks of the flag, it's not blowing that hard, but you look up at the lights and see that mist, it looks like it's blowing pretty good. But, oh, yeah, uh, and you're right, the flag doesn't look look crazy, but the cheerleaders all have on plastic capes over their outfits, and they're blowing around, they've got heaters down on the field, Derby's in their uh, black pants, or uh, sorry, dark green pants with black jerseys and green helmets, Lawrence High is in uh, all white tonight. Well, I think we'll probably see what we usually see, we'll have... Uh, uh, we'll have Hubbard and Edwards probably back inside the five-yard line, but I don't expect any either one of them to touch the football, especially with the wind behind the uh, Lawrence kicker. The kicker is also their quarterback. He's kind of a jack-of-all-trades grammar. Uh, he's, a, he's a quarterback. He's a linebacker. He kicks and punts for Lawrence. So he's, he's, he does a lot. He, I don't believe he ever leaves the field. As we said, Lawrence is coached by former KU football coach Chris Bowen, so you know they're a very well-coached high school football team. You know, one, one thing I want to mention to our listeners I thought was pretty cool, they have a number 21, and it's uh, John Hadle, and they've got retired quarterback 6'1", 200. He played for Lawrence back in the 60s. I believe he played pro football. He played for KU, so it's pretty neat they honor John Hadle on their roster. And it's a just an onside kick picked up at the 30, 45, out, well, out to about the 37, excuse me. So we're going to have pretty good, de, de, pretty good field position to start the, start the game. Well, and what they did, you know, as we said, we didn't think they'd kick it to Edwards or Hubbard. They just kicked a hard squib kick, and it was uh, rolling back, and our uh, second line picked up the ball. So Derby has good good field position to start the ball game. Trips to the far side for the Panthers, single wide out near red. Zerger and Edwards in the backfield. And we're going to move. I think Edwards moved. The, the official just threw, just threw the flag. The play was underway, and the official just kind of nonchalantly 
threw it out there. But and Edwards, Edwards, Edwards he was, moved. He was, and I'm not so sure we didn't have someone else move because Edwards appeared to go sideways. As long as you're not moving forward, you're okay. But uh, a quick penalty against the Panthers. Well, that's the only guy. That I don't know. That's the only guy I seen move is Edwards quickly. And you're right, he was going to the side. So anyway, that makes it first and 15. You don't want to start that way, that's for sure. Zerger on a quick hitter, 40, 45, 50, putting on some good speed, made a good move. It's going to be hit from behind at about the 25-yard line. Well, Zerger did. He made the right read. Lawrence played hard on uh, on uh, Edwards, and he cut it upfield. Into, into Panthers in a hurry-up offense. First and 10 from the 24. Oh, now they put the ball in the ground. Zerger, they're going to lose five yards. So Zerger fell on the football. Big break for the Panthers to recover that football. Well, and as we said, the conditions here are very wet tonight. When Zerger made that last run and got tackled, you could see the water flying up off the field. We had nearly two and a half inches of rain here today. So conditions are very wet. It's a turf field, but it's still very wet out here tonight. So ball control is going to be a really important factor. We lost seven yards on that. It's going to be second and 17. Edwards, he's not going to go anywhere. It's going to be third and 17. That that wasn't even, there was nowhere to go. Well, and they, Derby tried to go right up the heart of uh, Lawrence's defense that time. And Doyle, as we said last year, Edwards had a huge game against Lawrence. So I'm sure they're focusing pretty hard on, uh, on Dillon. So that first down bugaboo might cost the Panthers on this drive. But that's part of football. They've got. They'll probably go. I'm sure this is four-down territory, so they don't need to get the whole the first down. They need to chew up a little bit of yardage, make that fourth down, maybe if needed, a little bit less. Edwards gets to the outside. 25, 20, 15, first down, touchdown, Panthers. <laughs> well, Dylan tried to cut inside. He looked inside, bounced it out of sight immediately, and just outran Lawrence down the sideline. Doyle, nice patented Dylan Edwards run. What you know, I taught my running backs all the time. Inside out, inside out. Dylan Edwards just did that and took it to the house. Well, I hate to I hate to brag, but I think we had this this uh, discussion today about them Ed Lawrence not setting the they edge on that, on that play. And now Derby's short a player. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna get a penalty. Well, we, we we just got him on the field. So uh, again, you're not gonna get penalized <laughs> for it. But we had a guy short running onto the field, and Clark is giving him an earful right now. <laughs> Coach Clark's fired up, just like the team is. I mean, that's that's what you expect. This is the second round of the playoffs. You expect to be fired up and. Young man up. I'll bet if we score again, he won't be late getting on the field. Well, Doyle, as you say all the time, the all-important extra point. We saw that in the Mays game. An extra missed extra point was the difference in the ball game at the end. So, yeah, you you definitely don't want to have a have a missed extra point in second round of state playoffs. Well, Lawrence is going to have. Well, it looks like back deep is there is I think his name is Reed Tyrell Reed. Yes, he's he's their. Uh, I guess I don't know how else to put it. He's their best running back. And uh, he will definitely, if we, if we don't set the edge, he will definitely jump outside. Well, 
Well, now the job is the Panther defense. And we know we've started a little slow on defense the last few weeks. So if the offense did their job, now the defense needs to come out ready to play tonight. Jessup is our kicker. He'll be kicking into the wind, so likely unless he pooch kicks it. Well, on the ball, Doyle, we were just talking about that wind. The ball blew off the tee. So, you know, we, we look at the flag, So it's a, it, and, and this is a big stadium. You know, I'm sure that the wind down on the field is a little bit different. Well, that flag's kind of jumping around, but it's really not that bad. Just a nice little pooch kick. Nobody there. Nobody there. Ah. And I think the Panthers say they got, got it. it. Yeah, that ball was it was just a high pooch kick, and Lawrence had no one around it. You and I were waiting to see if it was going to take a bounce and get out of bounds, but, man, an easy, easy cover for the Panthers. And, Doyle, that wasn't a designed extra, or, you know, onside kick or anything like that. It was just a pooch kick. Lawrence wasn't ready. I think V Hill. Got the loose ball for the Panthers. Yeah, as soon as they kicked it, there wasn't, you know, we, you and I could see Nobody moved towards the ball. So Panthers get a break. They lead 7-0 with 10 minutes to go. They need to take advantage of this miscue by Lawrence. First and 10 from the 31. They pitch it out to Edwards. He gets to the outside, runs, outruns a guy, 30, 25, 20, 10. Inside the 10, he got pushed out. Probably about the, looks like they're going to mark it on about the 7. Man, and I'll tell you, you, you called it when you said that we talked about whether they could set the edge. It's two plays in a row that Edwards has got it, and he just bounces outside, no one there. First and goal from the 7. They give it to Edwards. He powers his way through for a touchdown. Wow. So 9.49 left in the first quarter. I guarantee you that's not how Coach Bowen thought he was going to come into town tonight. Yeah, that, that'll wake you up. That's, that's for sure. And uh, Panthers jump out to a 13-0 lead with the all-important extra point to follow. Well, momentum is such a big thing at any point, but you don't want to come into an environment like Panther Stadium and then get down early in a ball game. Then it got blocked. That is not good. In high school football, you got to make all of them. I mean, because they could come back to haunt you as they did when we played Mays, you know, as, as it did when we played Manhattan. You have to make those extra points. Well, and as we said, the ball's wet tonight, so you gotta, you know, you gotta look for turnovers and stuff like that. That kick, I don't classify as a turnover. It was, and again, it wasn't an onside designed onside kick. It's just unbelievable that that Lawrence wasn't in position for it because, oh, well, I, you know, you got to think Panthers fifty percent of the time they use that pooch kick. Well, somebody must have missed an assignment on the extra point because it was a good snap, a good hold, the timing looked right but the kick was definitely blocked. So Panthers lead 13-0 with 9.40 to go, and Lawrence has not had an offensive play as yet. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. Joseph will be kicking off again. Well, you look and what, what Lawrence is doing. They've got their front line, and then the, the second line's back. 20 yards, and then you, they're just spread out a long way, so they left that really open. They have slid a guy over. They've got guys out there now. They, they were standing on the hash marks last time, and they just stood there. Well, they've got them out to the, to the numbers. 
High end over end. It's going to be caught. Oh, it hits the ground again. I'm telling you, Doyle. These guys. I think Lawrence got that one, but it's a high pooch kick. Very. It was the identical kick as the last one. Lawrence, uh, their their middle guy, pointed back to the deep guy like you got it, and it dropped between them, and there was a scramble for the football. Man, how, how different would that have been? Panthers were a half count away from recovering that one as well. <laughs> so it's on the 25, first to 10. We'll see what the defense has to offer. Panthers lead 13-0. Lawrence has trips to the near side. They got a guy about eight foot tall in the slot on the near side. They hand it off to the tailback. He gets hit and dropped after a yard, maybe two. So it's going to be second about eight. Yeah, Lawrence has a has a tight end that's got to be six foot five, and he's in the slot on the near side. Well, I knew he was six foot five because he was a little taller than you and I when we <laughs> yeah, were down just, on the field. Just a little bit. Maybe an inch. I know Coach Wietrich wanted to come out and make a statement early in tonight's ball game. Second and about eight and a half. Panthers showing blitz. Now Bowen is starting at quarterback. Normally Gramner starts, but Bowen is back there at quarterback. And Bowen's on a keeper. He finds a hole, picks up a first down, just kind of picked his way, got nine on on uh, second down. Right out to the 35-yard line. Panthers, uh, their middle middle LB's got a little bit out of position because that's exactly where he went. was straight up where the LB's should have been. Thirteen zero, eight forty 8.40 to go. First quarter. Yeah, Panthers Bowen scored. just a sophomore. And they hand it off, cuts back against the grain, kind of pushing and shoving his way, and they're going to stop him after about two yards. The officials let that thing, that scrum go on way longer than it should have. I think Bowen may. I, let's see if Bowen's still staying at quarterback. They, Lawrence just brought in three new guys on uh, on this second down Grammar, play. Grammar's in at quarterback. We knew that coming in that both of them would see action back there. Yep, both of them, yeah. They're both going to play, get their snaps at quarterback. I'm not sure. I think I think Grammer is the passer of the two, I think. Anyway, he's in, second and six. Ball's on the ground. Panthers say they have it. I think they do, Doyle. Panthers come up with it. That's uh, two big turnovers, really, in tonight's ballgame. Looked like Miles Wash came up with the football. Again, we have to take advantage of this. We got it on the Lawrence 39. Correction, that may be Mason Hopper that came up with the football. But, boy, games like this, turnovers can sure loom big. First and ten Panthers. 7.45 7.45 left. They lead 13-0. Again, straight up the middle. Zerger's going to score. Ain't nobody going to touch him. Wow. And Doyle, no flags. I mean, that was easy. And you know what happened? They ran the same option, and Lawrence bet on Dylan Edwards, made a large re- opening. There was no doubt that Zerger was going to score. So shell-shocked is what Lawrence has to feel right now. Already down 19-0 to in this ballgame. Well, we need to get this extra point, that's for sure. I'm just big on extra points. you just got to have them at this level. 
Good snap, good hold. The ball's up, and it is right down Broadway. So with 7.38 to go, Panthers take advantage of two turnovers and zero while we got a minute. Tonight's radio broadcast of Panther football on Alive 105.9 KDKQ is sponsored by these great derby businesses. Tender Care Lawn and Landscape, Will Height Auto Service, MJB Heating and Cooling, Radio Shack of Derby, Riverside Cafe of Derby, D&B Service Center, Shelton Collision Repair, Artistic Builders, La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant, Muscle Focus Massage Therapy, Field Station Dinosaurs, Johnson & Company Certified Public Accountants, and d Mechanical. If you're in any of these businesses in the next few days, tell them you heard their ad on Panther football. Without these guys, we can't bring you these exciting football games. You know, Doyle, we knew coming in that Derby was probably going to count on the run tonight, but, man, it's just there's just gaping holes that Edwards and Zerger are running through right now. Lawrence is going to have to tighten up this ship or things could get really ugly. Well, that 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 lane that uh, Zerger hit was 10 yards wide, and then there was nobody back. There was nobody back. As soon as he broke that line of scrimmage, he was going to score. And now we're going to go deep. And it goes, oh, it just went out at the one-yard line. Well, we, we thought that it almost hit one of the Lawrence players that ran over. So, you know, a special teams is a big thing, and Coach Clark talks about it all the time. And right now, Derby special teams are definitely winning the battle. Well, it, it's 20 to nothing and, and 7.30 to go. There's a whole lot of football left to play. And, uh, you know, Panthers cannot relax. Oh, no. We, we saw that in the Mays game. Panthers had looked, what looked like maybe an insurmountable lead, and uh, Mays just chipped away at it. But, uh, you know, you look at this, this Lawrence team, they're very big physically. And I know Coach Clark, when we talked to him earlier in the week, that, that made him a little nervous. You well, know, Doyle, you look out, it's, uh, it's raining. Rain started again. It's, it's raining now, now. turned from a mist to a rain here as you see all the fans starting to scramble. Well, it's football players are liking it this is like playing in the mud when they were kids first and 10 grammar is in the backfield they hand the ball off the runner gets hit right about the line of scrimmage maybe a little bit behind the line of scrimmage it's going to be second long lawrence has not like the panthers put the ball up in the air yet here yep. comes uh bowen in at quarterback and terrell i think it's terrell or terrell reed is their He's their main back. Anyway, it's second and about 11. Again, the weather plays a big part in whether you run or pass the ball a lot tonight. Falling. Now, taking off with the football is Bowen. He's going to get hit about the line of scrimmage. Good job by the Panther defense on that play. It's going to be third and about 10. Yeah, there was a, just there was just a plethora of Panthers in on that tackle. Oh, no doubt, Doyle. It, there's a steady rain now, and you look down, you can tell how wet it was all day today. There's puddles forming all over on the track and everywhere. So, yeah, again, what a great time for high school football players to play. And you know, I'm glad you and I are up here in the in the booth. Oh yeah, it's a great time. But I'm glad I'm up here having a great time. <laughs> Back in the day, we'd be out there. Third down and long. So we'll see if. Uh, We'll see if Lawrence puts the ball up in the air. Yes, back to but now he's going to pull it down. Get he's going to get hit and dropped for about a three-yard loss. It's going to be fourth and long. 
Well, Doyle, the defense, and that's what, what Coach Wiestra kept talking about. He wanted to come out early and make a statement. They've made that statement because right now the Panthers are playing very well. Fourth Should down. Get field position. Fourth down and, oh, I'm going to say 14 or 15 from the 31. Panthers have one guy back. He hits a nice punt. Just going to hit and take a going to take a Lawrence bounce inside the 20, down to about the 15, inside the 15. Panthers are going to take over at their own 14, leading 20 to 0 with 5.36 to go in the first quarter. You know, you, you look and that ball was bouncing back on the ground and you know Dylan Edwards was just itching to go pick it up and I didn't know if he'd take the gamble, but I think again what plays into to things tonight is the wetness. I mean, you you screw up in that situation and uh, you give Lawrence a a really short field. So. Yeah, and you know, just like it's just as wet for Derby as it is for oh, Lawrence. No question. So, so it's always the, Panthers, the same for everybody. Panthers are going to have to take care of the football. And again, like I said, there's a lot of football left to be played with 5:30 left in the first. Edwards finds a hole, gets to the outside. Uh oh, touchdown ya. again. Nobody's going to catch that young man. Wow. Well, Doyle, I know you were just saying that there's a lot of football, but right now Lawrence finds themselves down 26 to nothing in the first quarter. Well, I, I, you know, I, I'm being greedy now. I say, Coach Clark, keep your foot on the pedal. Oh, without question. But, you know, again, what do you think if you're Lawrence? You walk into a very hostile environment here. It's a, it's a cruddy night. It's all these things. Panthers got a big lead on you. You got to get your, you know, you got to be careful. You don't get your daughters down too quick. All important extra points going to follow. Jessup will be booting it. Good snap, good hold. Looks like it's right down Broadway again. 27-0, 5-23. That was one play. One play, 86 yards for Dylan Edwards. Well, Doyle, we talked to Coach Clark about that last week. That You know, if you look at time of possession, I think Derby had the ball 20, 26 times in the game, and we just we had 69 points. Yeah. Right now, you'd look at it and go, wow, you're up 27 points, and we haven't had the ball probably more than a minute. Yeah, we, yeah. I mean, that again, that was an 86-yard touchdown, and he, he started at the 14. We started at the 14, and he ran that baby. Nobody, nobody touched him, and he ran it all the way in the end zone in pretty short order. Again, well, yeah, that, it was, it, again, it's obvious when Dylan breaks the line of scrimmage or Zerger, and you can look at the way the field's lined up, and you know we knew immediately that uh, Dylan was going to take that to the house. Well, what I've noticed on the last two scores, or maybe the last three, is, is when the Panthers broke the line of scrimmage, Levin, uh, Lawrence is spread out. I mean, they're, they're spread out. They're, they're not really close to where the ball is, and the Panthers are doing a good job blocking them. So it's it's total team effort so far that's enabled the Panthers to jump out 27-0. Jessup kicking. Again, he just kind of pooched it a little bit deeper this time. Picked off at about the 10 or maybe 11. Big hole. Got knocked out of bounds short of the 40. He just about broke that. Well, he looked like he was going to break down the sideline, and one of the Panthers <laughs> really put uh, put the – a bodacious hit on him. I mean, it was a it was a, a big hit to knock him out of bounds. Yeah, that, that that was a highlight film hit. Anyway, he got all the way out to the forty, so that's the best field position for Lawrence so far tonight. First down and ten. I I can't help but think they're going to open it up a little bit with five seventeen left in the first. <clears throat> well, they they really need to. I mean, obviously they cannot stop the Panther rushing game right now. 
trips to this side. Bowen, I believe, is the court. Yes, he is. He hands it off to the tail. Oh, tailback gets hit two, three yards deep. I can't, I can't pick up who it was. I think it's one of our LBs. I, I see him, but I can't see his number. It's a good hit. Well, might, well might have been Mason. Might have been Mason Hopper, the defensive end. A couple of quick scores: uh, Wichita Northwest seven, Junction City seven, Manhattan seven, Wichita East zero. Now the game again. The game we're interested in, if we continue to hang on and win this one, would be the uh, Washburn Rule uh, Garden City game. Second and about twelve. And we're going to see probably a delay a game. Timeout. Oh, we got a timeout, Lawrence. But that would have that would have that stopped a delay a game. So probably a good call by their coach. Uh, it's going to be no second and twelve for Lawrence. I I tell you, I was pretty uh, pretty wrapped up on this game, but seems like so far Panthers are having having their way with the Lawrence Chesty Lions. Uh, we're getting reports that they're uh, – we hope that this isn't true, but we got some reports of some thunderstorms that hopefully stay away before this game ends. And, you know, as we said, the, the thunderstorms are supposed to turn into more snow, and only in Kansas can you be 70 degrees in the morning and then call for two to three inches of well, snow. As long, long as we got no lightning, uh, we're good. But usually when there's thunder, there's lightning. Second and 12. Again, Bowen's the quarterback. And he dropped the football. Wow. He was able to fall on it, but he lost another two or three yards on the play. So it's going to be third down and about 14 from the 36-yard line. Well, we see both teams put the ball on the ground. Derby was fortunate enough to recover their fumble. But uh, so he said, it's just one of those nights. The ball's going to be slick for everybody. Well, I think Bowen might have saw some Panthers coming down. I think he took his eye off the ball, and uh, he heard the footsteps, but... Anyway, he dropped it. He was able to recover it, so it's still third down for Lawrence. 3.50 to go. Panthers lead 27. Back to pass. Gramner got a man open. Caught down at about the Panther 20. He ran right by our corner. Well, yeah, it was a beautiful pass. I mean, it really was. He threw the ball very well in these conditions. Uh, just a nice pitch and catch by Lawrence. Noel, you look down, and I know we talked about this Lawrence offensive line is huge. They've got some big boys. Panthers are changing their defense around a little bit. Looks like they're going with a four-man front now. Well, the Panthers got to, as you said, we got to keep the uh, pedal down, you know, on this Lawrence team. Lawrence picked up a bunch of yardage there with that pitch and catch. And, I, and I, you knew it was going to be that way because you could see our guy chasing their guy. Straight ahead on the run. Panthers hit him, and, well, he's – it's another scrum. The officials are letting go a little bit longer than they should. I don't think any gain on the play in Doyle. This is a Lawrence team that uh, they want to run the football. That's their that's their bread and butter. 2.45 left. Panthers lead 27-0. Lawrence now has it second down and 10 from our 20. After the pass completion, it's about a 45, 50-yard pass in completion. And I agree. I think Lawrence wants to run the football. 
And back to pass, just right out in the flat over the head of the, I don't know how you throw one over the head of a six-foot-six receiver, but that was definitely over his head. Well, you, as I said, you look around out there, and they've got a bunch of just big kids, I mean tall kids, and uh, that was, uh, it was overthrown, but you kind of looked at the receiver, and he kind of looked like maybe he was uh, a little bit intimidated, maybe hearing a few footsteps. I just know the pass was high. And it went incomplete, stopped stopping the clock, 2.20 left. 27-0, Panthers, first quarter. Not on a keeper. Bowen, he's just going to fall forward and get a first down. Should have been stopped well short, but second effort on his part looks like it's going to give him a first down. <clears throat> yeah, that was just good effort, uh... Yeah, we hit, we hit him seven yards short, and he just kept going, kept his feet moving. He was able to get the first down. So that was a third and long turned into a, now it's a first and, first and goal. Again, Bowen, this time he's not going to go anywhere. He's going to lose four yards. Looked like LaShawn Davis on the on the play, and that's you know the Panthers. Their front three have have had a pretty good game so far. They need to keep that going. Uh, I know Mason Hopper's made a couple of tackles. That was one for LaShawn Davis. So well, it's this is be... a, they're they're pointing the field. Lawrence needs to score points, so Coach Bowen doesn't want to come out of this thing with uh, empty-handed. One thirty to go. 27-0, Panthers. Lawrence is deep in Panther territory on the, looks like the 14. Back to pass, just a quick pass in the flat, caught. Panthers were playing off of him about six yards, so that was just an easy, that was an easy pitch and catch. Well, that's one Coach Weetrick, I guarantee you, he's going to talk to the young man. He's like, hey, you know where he's at. you got to come up and make a play. And we allowed him to catch the ball and then pick up some extra yardage. So yeah, Lawrence is uh, definitely threatening here. Third down. Yeah, our, our guy was playing off of him a half a dozen yards anyway, and uh, uh, that was an easy pitch and catch. Now it looks like we're up into press coverage on the wide out to that side. Straight ahead, touchdown, Lawrence. Yeah, that was all set up really by the long pass play that was netted about 50 yards and uh, – from there, uh, Lawrence uh, mixed up uh, their run and moved it downfield. Doyle Derby's uh, still up 27-6, to six, but I, I guarantee you coaches are going to say, hey, man, we got to pick up the intensity. The big yeah, thing they, for Lawrence is they, they still have not answered our offense. So, so far, we haven't, we haven't played the pass very well tonight. So far. <clears throat> we got offsides Panthers. Must have lined up offside. Now they'll probably go for two, I'm going to guess. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, the they're bringing, they're bringing in their heavy package, so they're going to go for two. So Panthers are going to give them a shot at two points now. That's a good call by Coach Bowen. Well, it's a smart call. I mean, half the distance to the goal. Extra point attempt is good, so 27 to 8. Panthers pretty much give that to, to Lawrence, uh, I think. I mean, they had a couple of couple of plays where it just it just didn't look good. 
So we have once again a ton of listeners online. Our online uh, broadcasts are always available on a live 105 KDKQ. Brought to you by La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant. Doyle tonight. Uh, listeners in Chicago, Cheyenne, Wyoming, Dallas, Houston, Olathe, Kansas City, Lenexa, Oklahoma City, Phoenix, Aurora, Colorado, Denver, Overland Park, Grandview, Texas, Newton. Again, uh, listeners all over the country listening to your Panthers tonight. We love hearing uh, hearing these stories. And as always, once a Panther, always a Panther. Well, getting back to that drive, the the the, the run wasn't there for them. Uh, they had three pass completions, and that was pretty much the the difference in the drive. And uh, uh, then then the penalty. Uh, instead of kicking, they went for two, which they had no problem making on that play anyway. And uh, so now it's twenty-seven to eight. So. Panthers need to keep their keep their foot on the pedal. Picked up 30, 35, 40. Panthers are going to have good field position on about the 42. It, I think it might have been Cade Sheldon that picked that loose football up and ran it back for the Panthers. Well, you know, as we said, it's a cool night here. Panthers have a couple of small tents down on the uh, sideline with heaters and the TV protected underneath the screen. That's where the defense headed to right after that kick. Well, that uh, that touchdown should have sparked Lawrence a little bit. We'll see how they come out on this possession where the Panthers have it with 30 seconds to go in the first quarter. They lead 27 to 8. Edwards. He's going to get thrown for I don't know how many yards lost, probably five anyway. Well, that time, you know, every now and then those things happen to you. There wasn't anywhere to go, and he tried to come out of it, spin out of it, and go backwards. Lawrence had it played well, so uh, you're always going to have a great back that's going to have some some miscues, and unfortunately that time it happened to Dylan. Yeah, you remember Barry Sanders. You can get him two, maybe three, but that fourth one or third one might be pretty good. And that was just, he just had nowhere to go. He tried to make something really out of nothing. That's going to end the first quarter. Panthers lead 27-8. They'll have the ball when we come back. This is Panther football on a live 105. 105.9 FM. We'll be back. Trips to the bank are now optional. At Fidelity Bank, we offer a wide range of options, including next-level digital banking. Manage your money when and where you want from traditional in-person service to a totally online experience. We stand ready to serve by giving you the tools to control your finances your way from anywhere. Together, we move bravely onward. You'll bring Derby home every week with the Derby Informer, celebrating 20 years as Derby's hometown newspaper and always proud supporters of all Derby High School athletics and activities. If it's Derby news, you'll know it. Hey, we're back at Panther Stadium, rainy Panther Stadium. The Derby leads 27-8. They got out 27-0. Then Lawrence uh, took the ball about 60 yards and uh, put a score up and went for the two-point conversion, made it. So that's how it ended at 27-8. Panthers now have it. Oh, it looks like second and 15 from their own 36 after a short kickoff and pretty good field position. Edwards lost four or five on first down, but again, he just had nowhere to go. Yeah, Lawrence is crowding the box big time. Some, somebody moved, and I think it might have been Lawrence. And it was offside on Lawrence, so that's going to make it second and ten for the well, Panthers. Well, I think what happened, they saw Derby starting to shift, 
and the young man thought the play was going to go. So, yeah, a good five-yard penalty for the Panthers. So second and 10 now from the 40, looks like 41. Back to pass. Now Zerger's going to be caught from behind. I, I think he was going to pass, but Lawrence just got in on him too fast. Well, I think it was I think it was a draw play, and he was starting to cut up, but they closed the hole. So obviously Lawrence is making some adjustments against the Panthers. Doyle Derby hadn't had to pass the yet. But no, why would haven't. you when you're rattling off 50 and 60 yard touchdowns? We don't have we haven't had to pass so far. So third and nine. He did pick up one on that play. Again, Zerger, he's not going to go anywhere. One of our linemen missed the block, and that guy made the tackle. Yeah, so now, uh, again, you, Lawrence has made that adjustment defensively. So uh, we'll see what Coach Clark does here. I think it's a, to me anyway, it's a, it's a punting situation. It's an obvious punting situation. You sure don't want the way they played this series. You don't want to take a chance, and and that's just firing them up a little bit. You know, they score, then they shut Derby down, three and out, and uh, you know they're 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 getting fired up, even though they trail by nineteen. Hey, again, Coach Bowen's not one of those guys that's going to let them fold their tents up. Pretty good punt by Cooper. It's going to be fielded at about the 20. Makes a couple three Panthers miss. He's going to go. He's going to score. No. No. Oh, maybe. Yeah, he just. Yeah, he's going to score. Oh, wow. Doyle, we had another opportunity to stop him at about the 20. and We thought for sure he was going to go down, and somehow he got out. So, yeah, Lawrence is crawling back into this game very quickly. Our, our, uh. Our last guy out there had a clean shot at him, and, and he tried to tackle him with his hands. And you got you got to put a shoulder in him. So he just went through that, and boom, here goes Lawrence. It's, it's 27-14 with a chance to make it 27-15 in about two minutes. High snap. Blocked going to remain 27-14. It was just a high snap. Couldn't handle it. And then Derby had a guy coming in there, so Panthers uh, dodged that. It's now 27-14 with 10-14 to go. Panthers, uh, again, they've given up a couple of touchdowns just in pretty short order. Well, if, if you don't think Coach Clark's over there talking to him now going, hey, this is reminiscent of what we did against Mays, you can't jump out to this lead and then let somebody crawl back in. We'll see if the offense comes out with a little bit more determination on this uh, next series. Well, that was, that was you know, that was a punt return that uh, the guy scored on. He, it was an 80-yarder, I believe. He, was, he took it at about the 20, and uh, he made – well, he made all our guys miss at least once. <laughs> well, you know, I think he started running out of gas when he. you said, hey, he's gone, and I was about ready to agree with you. And then it looked like he kind of ran out of gas and stumbled at the 20, and we had two Panthers that had him dead to rights, and uh, somehow he worked his way out of it and uh, found himself in the end zone. Well, again, I, I'm with you. Panthers, need, they, they, need to, they need to put something together here. They can't just go three and out. 
on the return. It looks like it's Hubbard. He's going to get pretty good. Man, he ran over. He just trucked a guy at about the 45. Derek Hubbard's just a junior in Doyle. He's another guy that probably does well to weigh 160 pounds, and he just lowered the boom on a uh, Lawrence guy, and uh, Panthers get this one with great field position. We, we need to take advantage of this. We, we should have taken advantage of the last one, but we certainly need to take advantage of this good field position. Ball's on the Panther 47. 27-14, 10, little over 10 minutes to go here in the second quarter. Zerger, he picks up four or five. He just he just needed one more block, and, and uh, he didn't get it, but he still picked up four or five on first down. Well, again, Lawrence bit kind of hard on Dylan Edwards. The hole was there, but credit Lawrence for quickly closing it up. The reason I said he needed one more block is because we had a guy right there, and... Uh, he didn't quite get it done, but it's all right. We still pick up five on first down, or four. It's going to be second and six. We're inside Lawrence territory at about the 49. Edwards shows motion, and the Panthers, they they false started. Gosh, yeah, we had a obvious. couple of guys that were, uh, I'm not sure the snap didn't get back in time because Dylan Edwards had already cut up field, and we had an interior lineman that jumped, so... Yeah, not, unfortunately, not a not a good play for the Panthers. Well, I'll tell you, the last two possessions have not looked. I mean, you got to call it like it is. They haven't looked very good. Panthers haven't. This possession and the one before that, but there's Edwards still goes in motion back to pass. Guy wide open. First down. Thirty. Twenty-five. Twenty. <laughs> Just probably right around the ten. Uh, Doyle, like that was that was just a nice little jump pass from uh, Brock, and he uh, he found his guy wide open. Telling Neal was the tight end on that play. He found him wide open, gets all the way down to the ten yard line. It's going to be first down, and looks like goal. Edwards is going to get hit at the line of scrimmage, and that's about it. The so first pass of the night for the Panthers was a completion. Well, nothing fancy. It was just a little jump pass. Neil's, Neil's one of our tight ends, Doyle. Not your typical tight end at 5'10", 165 pounds, but been forced in that role to numerous injuries. Edwards in motion. Jerby jumped again. Oh, my goodness. Left tackle you know, jumped this, off. This, this, this kind of stuff is, is what drives you nuts. Well, and Coach Clark talked about that, you know, in pregame. He said, you know, we got to eliminate the silly penalties. And we always talk about jumping off sides. Some of those, they're silly penalties. As a coach, you can put up with aggressive mistakes, but, but not off sides. That's not, uh, not one of them. So that drives it back to the 14. So, again, Edwards goes in motion. And I think he might have turned up field too soon. Or it, he's he's pointing towards Lawrence. I don't know what's going on. 
I thought maybe Edwards might have no, turned up. They got no. Lawrence for, and Lawrence is kind of. They're showing some stunts. They're they're moving around. They're they got linebackers that are acting like they're going to blitz and they fall back. But Lawrence gets caught. So really, Doyle, a lot of silly penalties by both teams so well, far. Yeah, we're going to have to go, figure it was an offside on Lawrence because I didn't see the white cap giving any kind of signal. I just saw him walking it off. Now it's second and goal from the nine, and there's another, another flag. Timeout, Timeout, Lawrence. Lawrence. I was going to say, my goodness gracious, <laughs> what we got going here? Seven thirty-seven left. Panthers lead twenty-seven fourteen. While we got a break in the action, tonight's radio broadcast of Panther football and live one hundred five point nine KDKQ is sponsored by these great Derby businesses: the Derby Recreation Center, Confederated Builders, Derby Junior Football, the Derby Informer, Derby Public Library. Pause Photography by Kelsey Lockie, Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, John Mendoza Photography, Fidelity Bank, Derby Nutrition, Fisher Media, El Magai, Mexican Restaurant, and Derby Overhead. And and again, if you go into these businesses, tell them you heard their ad on Friday Night Panther Football on a Live 105. Yeah, probably a good timeout by Coach Bowen in that situation. Panthers are back in, in deep in their own territory. And what Derby's done, again, it's a it's a battle of wits right now. Coach Clark's picked up on the fact that Lawrence is figuring out the run game, so you got to start mixing pass in, mixing motion in. And Dylan Edwards, as we know, is very talented coming out of the backfield catching the football. I'm surprised they don't have a spy on him, but I haven't noticed anybody following when he following him when he's been in motion. And Panthers show motion. And Zerger. Oh, he might have been better off staying inside. He cut outside and was dropped. It's going to be third down from the five or six. Yeah, he had a a lane to run. The hole opened up for him, and it just closed quickly. So Lawrence is starting to fly to the football as well. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure the Panthers are in four down territory. And again, they need to get. They need to get a pretty good gain here. Yeah, the ball's laying on the six-yard line, and it is uh, third and goal. Seven minutes to go, 27-14 Panthers. They are threatening. Edwards motion. They give it to Edwards. Nope. No, Zerger on a keeper. What a job. Touchdown, Touchdown Panthers. <laughs> they fooled you on that one. They, well, it's <laughs> easy. I'm easily fooled. <laughs> No, really well executed play because they did hand it. They they faked the handoff to Edwards going back to the far sideline, and Zerger walked into the end zone. Uh, what what gave me my first clue was the hit Edwards and then let him go. <laughs> so <laughs> I knew I'd looked at the wrong guy. Extra point, important extra point. It's up and it is down Broadway. So with. 6.47 to go. Panthers now lead 34-14. And, uh, you know, our, our defense has got to go. You know, we got we got to get after it. That was, a, that was a nice drive by the Panthers. Mixed in a little bit of pass. Started showing some different looks to Lawrence. Said, you know, they've been crowding the box on us, something terrible. And, and why wouldn't you? They looked at a team that two weeks ago we didn't even complete a pass. Last week we were perfect. I believe uh, 10 for 10 or 11 for 11 on passes, but uh, there's no question that Derby's uh, bread and butter is definitely the run game. Well, and, you know, Lawrence 
you know, they, they've put up two scores against us. So, you know, they know they can score against us. So, you know, they just their defense has to step up now. I hope they don't. But <laughs> Well, Doyle, you go back to the pass play and, and, you know, how well executed it was as it really was because Zerger just dropped the one shoulder and everyone looked at him. He jumps up in the air, finds open a wide open talon kneel and, uh, you know, again, that makes Lawrence all of a sudden start thinking about the pass. Yeah, we've Putting had. Edwards in motion makes you a little leery. We've had two tight ends injured this year, and Talon Neal, he's kind of the third guy, I guess. And he's come in, he done a good job last week, caught a touchdown pass, and so far this week, he's done a good job. Everything is always next man up. Yeah, that's going to hit, taken at the 15. And this time, the Panthers. Knock him down pretty good at the 29. So, better job by the by the special teams on this kickoff. Yeah, that was like a a, a, a drop. Just I mean, an immediate drop. So the Panthers put a big hit on Lawrence. So we'll see how the defense comes out on this series. Yeah, they've got to they've got to have they've had a little time to talk about stuff. So again, it looks like the Panthers are going with a four-man front. They are. They're in a 4-3. Now they shift a little. They hand it off. Tail. Uh Big hole. Touchdown. Nothing fancy at all. That was just straight up the middle. He bounced off one guy, and it was obvious the Panthers had sold out so hard there wasn't anyone in the secondary to stop him. Yeah, that was that was a Dylan Edwards touchdown. As soon as he broke the line of scrimmage, he was gone. And it wasn't that he's that overly fast. Just Derby Derby was so out of position on the play that there was no doubt he was going to take it. So it looks like a scoring fest. Hopefully the Panthers can answer their score with one for us, and maybe our defense can jump in there now because they've scored three the last three times they've had to foot, touch the football. And uh, one of them was a, was a kick return. So, and now we've jumped off sides. So I'm going to guess we're going to go for two. Yeah, we jumped off sides again. You know, and and Doyle, it, it's the the good part of this is, yeah, it's turned into whose offense is going to put the most points on the board. It's just a lot better that uh, Lawrence handed us, you know, the first three scores. Well, I see the young man that jumped off side. He's on the sidelines now, and. Uh, so now they're going to go for two. And it's a easy, easy two points. That was that was a wildcat formation. They snapped it directly back to Reed, and he he wasn't even touched. Yeah, Meg, and like I said, you gotta you gotta control those silly penalties. Cause that sets up most most coaches are going to go for two in that situation, and you know it uh, makes it out 34-22. So a lot of scoring here in the first half at Panther Stadium. Yeah, and again, I, you know, the, the defense <laughs> they got to step it up. That, that's the bottom line. And you, you like the adjustments that uh, Lawrence is making as a coach. You got to look out there and go. You know, you had an opportunity to really get your daubers down, and instead they come back, they make the adjustments, and that's what good coaching staffs do. And uh, you're right, Coach Wietrich, where he was pretty happy that first couple series. Right now he's got all the kids under the tent and showing them the replays and talking to them about missed assignments. Well, offensively, uh, Lawrence has scored two touchdowns. One of their was a special teams touchdown. But, uh, you know, still uh, they've had two 
two two-point conversions. And, you know, so Panthers, Panthers need to, their defense needs to step up. Well, the other action we're paying attention to, Washburn Rule, 14, Garden City, 0, and uh, 17, Wichita East, 0. Northwest 16, Junction City, 14. And it's just a little bit of a pooch, and it, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I think there's another penalty. Why not? This is on the on man or on excuse me on Lawrence. So again, just a lot of silly penalties. Yeah, Panthers have had their share, and Lawrence has had their share. You know, last week, Duel, we we didn't have a ton of penalties. It was a fairly clean ball game, and yeah, and this this tonight's a lot of a lot of yellow hankies been laying on the field. Well, and and we ought to get fairly good field position out of this. They're kicking off now from college. 35-yard line distance, so you know you got to figure he's not going to really kick deep into the wind. But the flag is just sitting there, so and there's a looked like just an onside attempt, and it was recovered by the Panthers on the 49-yard line of Lawrence. So Derby has you couldn't ask for much better field position than that. So we need to take advantage of it. With 6:30 to go, we now only lead by 12 points, 34-22. Well, and how how much of a difference does Dylan Edwards and Derek Hubbard make being your deep guys? Because the field position the Panthers get is usually pretty incredible as uh, no one wants to kick back to them. The pooch kicks haven't worked well, so Panthers start this drive in Lawrence territory. First and ten. High snap. You give it to Edwards, he gets to the outside. He's outrunning Lawrence players, 30-20. Good block, touchdown Panthers. <laughs> you know, I was just getting ready to say that Lawrence was packing the box hard again. Uh, run up the middle, and Dylan bounces it outside. You and I, the reason we didn't call it touchdown right away was Lawrence had a bunch of guys with an angle on him. Again, folks that uh, haven't seen this kid play, one of the high, fastest high school football players in the nation, and Edwards takes that one to the house. Yeah, it's uh, now 40, and hopefully 41. It's now 41-22 with 6:20 to go. Let's, you know, let's let's see which defense is going to step up. Well, again, what I'm glad is that Lauren spotted us 20 points to start the ball game. But uh, yeah, so far it's a it's an offensive showing here tonight. And, you know, as we thought that uh, maybe they'd figured out our uh, offense, Dylan Edwards is able to expose them on one touch. Well, yeah, you, you know, you don't, again, and I saw on video, they don't set the edge that well because they, they just blast in, you know, and between the tackles, or between their ends, they just blast to the to the middle, and uh, Dylan took advantage of that. And once he got outside, he had, he had to... Well, he made a nice a cut about the 10-yard line. As we said, Lawrence had had a bunch of guys with angles on him, and Dylan made a nice cut at full speed and uh, left them stand there looking at each other. We got a, we got a good block out there about the 15-yard line, which enabled him to, to score untouched. So that, that was a good thing. So now we're kicking off again. Gosh. <laughs> well, we've watched Dylan Edwards for four years now. Every year he gets better and better, and every year we look at Coach Clark and go, there's no way he's going to be better this year. And this kid's uh, amazing. He's obviously a Notre Dame commit and uh, quite quite an athlete. Well, I know we uh, he had a heck of a game against Lawrence last year, but uh, 
So far, he's, a, he's having a heck of a game tonight. Kick deep. It's going to get into the end zone. Lawrence is going to get on the 20. First down and 10. Panthers lead now 41 to 22, but my goodness, Kevin. <laughs> That's a track meet. It, it is a track meet so far. And again, it, it's a fun battle of wits when you start getting out here. And as we said, Lawrence made some adjustments on Derby. Derby put in a new wrinkle. Now we can see if Coach Wietrich can <laughs> dial up his defense and uh, figure out what's gone wrong the last uh, three series. Well, I think we're back to our 3-4. Th- Linebackers are playing up. And on a keeper... And it looks like the Panthers are going to get the quarterback. It looked like Bowen on an attempted keeper might have been wanting to pitch the ball, but yeah, didn't I, have time. I, I couldn't tell. He kind of got he got nervous and tried to cut back against the grain, and that didn't work when you had you know five green helmets there waiting on him. Well, I think it's it's grammar in the game now, and, and and again I go back to grammar is the passer, the better of the passers of the two. Back to pass. The man out in the flat over Damn. the top, and he was open. I mean, the, oh, he, the ball was throwing four or five feet over his head, though. He was he was open. It was a tent. Looked like Noah Kirk was the no, it wasn't him. I see the young man, but I can't pick up his number. Man, these numbers are just they make them itsy bitsy anymore. Northwest now twenty three, Junction City twenty. And back to pass again goes Grammer. Got a man out in the flat. It's going to be overthrown, nearly intercepted. That was good coverage out there by our defensive back. Well, we had good coverage. We were behind the receiver, which was nice. The ball was overthrown. So now it brings up fourth and long. So Lawrence is uh, really forced to be in a punting situation here. Now that, that, That's what we like to see there, a nice three and out by the defense. And uh, that's got to give them a little more confidence. High snap. We're just going to let it go. It's going to stop and hit at about the 44-yard line. So, again, good field position for the Panthers to start this possession. 5.30 to go. They lead 41-22. I mean, gosh, this game could end up 74-50. to 50 yeah. Well, do we go back going. to letting the punt go there? I mean, again, wet conditions here tonight. You know, you're going to get good field position no matter what. So you got to look up and go, hey, man, let's, let's get our good field position. Make sure we uh, – you know, don't turn over the ball. And you got an offense that's uh, really, other than one one series, has been unstoppable. The uh, the rain has slowed down a bit, I think, or the mist, the heavy mist. It slowed down some, but you know, it doesn't seem to be affecting the kids' footing or anything else. Derby's going. We're going to take time a timeout, and probably a we looked we looked a little bit, you know, unsure. So probably a good. Good call by Coach Clark. That's only our first time out. So, you know, we lead 41-22 with 5.30 to go. And, you know, here we got the ball in great field position. Of course, we want to take advantage of it. Well, and, I, and exactly right. I think, you know, you want to you, – you've seen that uh, Lawrence has made those adjustments. and They put 22 points on us. So you want to – every time you get an opportunity, you want to score here. And, uh, and again, who knows what the weather is going to do uh, after halftime. We still have 5.30 left. 
here at uh, Panther Stadium. And Doyle, you know, there's a lot of people that came out tonight. Uh, really, uh, Lawrence brought a really nice crowd tonight for the conditions. Yes, they did. They 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 brought oh I'd say half the bleachers full over there maybe a little better than half so that you know with that drive in this weather uh, they put some people in the in the stands first and ten Panthers back to pass Zerger got a man wide open uh, Dylan Edwards Dylan Edwards touchdown. Touchdown, Panthers. <laughs> Dylan Edwards went in motion. He broke down the field. There was no doubt he was going to, if we could call, that he was going to take it to the house. So Panthers answer back very quickly again. Dylan Edwards so far is having a career night against Lawrence High. Uh, it, it, with, with, a, with the exception of a, of a pass caught by Taylor Neal and uh, a couple of good runs by Brock Zerger, Dylan Edwards has been the whole Panther offense tonight. And, again, he... Extra point, and I'm not sure, and it is good. That was a good job by by Braxton uh, Clark to get the ball down. The f- snap wasn't that good. He still managed to get it down, and and uh, Jessup put it right through. As our old stats gal, Courtney Killen, used to say, wow. Yes, yes. So it's now 48 to 22 Panthers lead 20 by 26 and golly that's that's 70 points and we're we still got five minutes and 20 seconds to go in the half yeah it's uh as we said it's been kind of a track meet here tonight it'll be interesting to see when we get our halftime stat how many all-purpose yards Dylan Edwards has here in the first half well he just had uh I believe 56 with that pass play and he's had a I think a 86-yard touchdown run. I, I don't know what all he's had. He, you name it, he's had it. Now, we remind everybody to stay tuned for those halftime reports uh, put out by Fidelity Bank. We appreciate their support. and There's always uh, a reason to go and uh, get your favorite beverage and get back to the ball game. Grady kicking back, kicking off again. This time he kind of hits a sideways kick. It's fielded at about the 10. It's Reed. He's going to get good field position. He got finally shoved out at about, I'm going to guess, wasn't tackled. He got pushed out at about the 35. So good field position. I guess they're going to mark it on the 36. Well, so, no, it's been a, you know, special teams wise for the Panthers, it's that, it's a roller coaster tonight. I mean, we've had some really good plays, but we missed an extra point. We've had a punt return for a touchdown. We've had some things that aren't going to make uh, Coach Clark uh, super happy when he watches uh, game film. First and 10 from their own 36. A little bit of a different formation. It's a Wildcat. That was. Reed, Panthers shove that for no gain. Well, they've, they've run the Wildcat fairly successfully when they've got a yard and a half to go on extra points, but Panthers had uh, nothing to do with that. Second and 10. Bowen is now the quarterback. You know, Doyle, again, he's just a sophomore. He's Coach Bowen's son, and I know Coach Clark and those guys, they felt like he was probably the better of the two quarterbacks. Three yeah, receivers. A lot of these guys go both ways. Three receivers to this side of the field. One to the far side. Looks like Bowen and Reed in the backfield. 
They give it to Reed. Cuts back against the grain. He's going to get three. It's going to be second and third and seven. Well, Doyle, it looked like Lawrence was confused. They had their, their trips out to this side, and they kept moving around. The coaches were yelling at them. So the, the play uh, barely got off. It got off with one second left. Again, pretty much the same formation. Panthers showing blitz. Now the Bowen's looking to the sideline to get the play call. Plenty of time on the play clock. Panthers lead 48-22. 3.50 left in the half. On a keeper, Bowen, he's going to be short. I mean, he didn't get anything. So if, if your coach... Bowen, I would think you got to punt it. You got to punt here. I mean, I I think you're uh, you're silly if you don't. Doyle really wasn't a very well executed play, and they took it down to two seconds on the play clock. That's probably part of the game plan is make this game, uh, you know, control the football, but uh, not a well executed play. Quick punt, ball hit, and it's going to be on about the Panther forty. Just shy of the 40, so Derby's going to get good field position with three minutes left, and they trail or lead 48-22. How can I say You know, that? you have to give the punter a little bit of credit. He, he got bumped in just a little bit. Wasn't, wasn't anything bad. White Hat was sitting there watching it, and I think he looked and said something. The White Hat patted him on the helmet like, you know better. Well, if, if, if probably if he'd have fell backwards on <laughs> and, you know, kicked his arms and legs, they might have called roughing the passer, but... He wasn't a good enough actor, but I saw that too, and I was waiting for the I was waiting for the white hat to maybe toss a little flag out. Well, this will be uh, you know Lawrence really needs to stop the Panthers on something. Three minutes left, just got eight seconds to go. Let's get the playoff, fellas. Just did get it off. Edwards runs through a couple of tackles and picks up maybe I'm going to guess three yards. Nice tough run by Dylan. Well, I think if you're at Lawrence tonight, you figure anytime you can stop Dylan to three or four yards, you've won the battle. Well, he's he's been stopped for a loss, and I think the very next play he ran it, took it all the way, and uh, so that that's not a good omen for Lawrence if you stop him for a for minimal gain. How about this one, Doyle? Hutch seven, Bishop Carroll zero at half. Yes, that's a surprise. That is a surprise. Second and seven. Again, Zerger outside, first down, steps out of bounds at about the 40. One of the coaches just lighten up. One of the Lawrence coaches just lighten up one of his players. Well, and Doyle, Zerger did a great job that time on the option. And I, I'm looking to see if there's a flag on the play. But there had to be. Zerger, Zerger did a great job on the play because he held the ball, held the ball, made Lawrence commit. And as soon as they committed to Dylan Edwards, he cut up inside. Unfortunately, Derby's going to well, be that, penalized. Well, that first down was wiped out by something, a big one, a big something, like 10 yards. So now it's second instead of first and well, instead of first inside Lawrence territory, it's now second and 14. KDKQLP Derby. And we got to remind everybody at the end, at the start of the next half, Lawrence gets the ball. Back to pass, Zerger 
Now he pulls it down. Now he's got a man open. That's Dylan Edwards. Caught. First down. <laughs> Dylan Edwards went up for that football because Lawrence got back in control. Where they, I mean, Dylan was lost in the secondary. They got back. Dylan Edwards went up for the ball. Doyle, Dylan Edwards single-handedly is destroying Lawrence tonight. That was just a great catch by number two. It's first down. Again, they pitch it back to Edwards. He gets to the outside. Kind of does a jump cut. She's still going to pick up two or three before he goes out of bounds. That was one of those moves I haven't seen except for watching you hunt armadillos. You got to be feisty with those guys. And he was just feisty with the Lawrence defense. They're adding six seconds to the game clock. So 130 left before halftime. Remind you again, stay tuned for the Fidelity Bank uh, halftime report. Second down and seven for the Panthers. They're on the, looks like, 29-yard line. Clock stopped with the out-of-bounds. Get back to pass. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown, Panthers. (laughs) Nice catch. It looked like Nathan Keener. Well, Doyle, that was just a, a nice route. It was a little post route, and it was uh, delivered very well. It was, it was, uh, Zerger really spun that football, and uh, Panthers are all over uh, Lawrence again. A lot now of points. 54 22 with the all important extra point to follow. And it is good, so it's 55 to 22 Panthers, and uh, you know, there's still a lot. Again, there's still a lot of uh, football to go. Well, the, the the problem that you run into, though, if you're Lawrence Doyle, now Derby's throwing the football, so you can't sell out on the run. Yeah, they've had a couple of good, two or three good pass plays here in the second quarter. Panthers have, so it will be interesting to see, you know, what Lawrence does to to stop that. Well, you you got to go in at halftime, and you know Doyle. I'm looking down at the flag. The wind's picked up. I mean, it's again blowing out of the north. You can see uh, everybody here is a little chilly. Everyone's wet, and uh, but again, if you're a Panthers right now, the blood's got to be running kind of warm. Well, that we've had Panthers have had back-to-back defensive stops, and that you know, and Lawrence can't seem to stop us, which I hope it stays that way, but. Uh, you know, Panthers have taken advantage of those. They, they've Panthers, Lawrence has had two drives, and and Panthers have stopped them the other four or five times they've had the ball, and they had a punt return for a touchdown. So. Yeah, as I said, I think special team wise, you know, it's maybe one of those that coach sees some good things and some things he wasn't very happy about. Jessup will kick off again, and he got it up in the air. It should be fielded inside the field. Yes, on about the two. And he's going to get out to short of the 25 at about the 23. Panthers played that pretty good. You look at the defense and some of the kids running on the field look like they're still pretty jacked up. And what you don't want to do is give a cheap one to Lawrence here right before half and give them any momentum. But Doyle, again, the score uh, is uh, 55 to 22 here. I remember a game where that happened. We give Mays a cheap one right at the end, and then they got the ball to start the second quarter or second half and scored again. So big lead goes to nothing. 
about a three-yard gain on first down. It looked like it was Braden Heck on the carry. Going to be second and seven. Clock moving. One minute left in the first half. Panthers lead this one 55-22. Well, again, we want to thank all those online listeners that uh, La Hacienda puts that on for us and yeah, remember, you can also listen to these podcasts anytime. Again, straight ahead. Going to pick up two, maybe three more. It's going to be third down and probably three for Lawrence from their 30-yard line. Clock moving, 20 seconds left in the first half. Lawrence probably has time for maybe one more play. Well, Dole, I see the student section finally showed up with uh, out their shirts on, as they typically do with the uh, numbers on them. I, I'll tell you, they're pretty brave tonight because the wind chills are uh, in the in the mid-20s. You, you, you can't remember when you were that young. Ooh. Back to pass. Just throws it up. Going to be picked. Picked. Panthers got that one. It's going to end the first half. It's going to be 55-22 to 22 Panthers. I can't pick up a number. I got the young man spotted. Well, Doyle, we, we, uh, they threw the ball up high, and there really wasn't uh, any chance for it. Panthers got caught in the wind, too, and just died, so Panthers came down with it. You know, right at the end, too, I saw a Panther player and a Lawrence player jawing at each other a little bit. The White Hat went and got a, in front of them and got them both off the field, so, again, cooler heads need to prevail. Well, I picked up who intercepted that pass. That was uh, Splane for the Panthers. Easton Splain, he's a sophomore, 5'11", 170, one of our safeties. He's, uh, he was kind of pressed into service. Splain was kind of pressed into service with injuries at safety, so uh, he's come in and really done a good job for the Panthers. Well, Dolan, I think that was the first time we've seen the wind really play a, a factor. Panthers had the ball covered very well, and he just tried to throw it up in the air and see what had happened. It died, and Splain was there on the spot to pick it off to end the half. Yeah, it, it's 55-22, I guess, from my perspective. You might have thought that might have been the end of the game, but this is just halftime, and, uh, you know, the Panthers need, as, as I say, I'm, I'm kind of greedy. They need to keep it rolling. So, you know, it's uh, going to be a rather short half, only 15 minutes, and that's <laughs> it seems like every, every, every game has been at least 20, but it's only going to be 15. So Panthers lead this one big, 55-22. This is Panther football on a live 105. KDKQ, 105.9 FM. We'll be back. Tonight's Derby Panther football game is being broadcast worldwide on our online stream at Alive105KDKQ.com. And it's brought to you by La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant. Since 1970, Wilhite Automotive has been servicing vehicles at Derby, Kansas. They offer services like oil change, air conditioning, transmission services, and much more. Located at 200 West Washington Street in Derby and can be reached at 788-0514. Wilhite Automotive is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby. Derby Panther football. Since 1946, Riverside Cafe has been providing hot breakfast all day, every day at all three locations. Riverside Cafe of Derby is conveniently located right off of K-15 in the El Paso Shopping Center, 824 North Baltimore Avenue. Menus and daily specials can be found at their website, RiversideCafeWichita.com. 
For more information, they can be reached at 425-0057. Johnson & Company was founded in 1983, offering a full range of accounting services while giving you the individual attention that you need. They are located at 325 East Madison and can be reached at 788-0555. Johnson & Company is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Live 105 and Derby Panther Football. The Derby Recreation Commission is a proud sponsor of Derby Panther Football, local community sports programs, and Live 105. The DRC offers recreational facilities, special events, sports leagues, and programs like art, dance, fitness, and wellness all year round. DRC memberships now include youth and adult fitness classes, along with all other amenities. Learn more about the recreation opportunities the DRC has to offer on the web at derbyrec.com or on Facebook at Derby Rec. It's football season. You know what that means? Cold weather is right around the corner. MJB Heating and Cooling has been locally owned in Derby since 1984. They offer system servicing, furnace cleaning, and new energy efficient units. MJB Heating and Cooling can be reached at 316-788-4884. And their website is hjbhvac.com. Proud sponsors of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Radio Shack, located at 707 North Baltimore, has been in business since 1991, specializing in electronic parts, computer supplies, indoor and outdoor television antennas, weather scanners, and ham radio supplies. They are open from 9 to 6, Monday through Friday, and Saturdays 9 till 4. They can be reached at 788-4225. Radio Shack in Derby, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. El Maguey Mexican Restaurant is a proud sponsor of Derby Panther Football and can be found at 1221 North Rock Road in Derby. Offering multiple options for lunch and dinner, they can be reached at 613-8806 for curbside or in-store pickup. El Maguey, a proud sponsor of Live 105 and Derby Panther Football. Didn't you hear? The whole family is coming to stay with us. 37 adults and 52 kiddos. What am I supposed to do? We can take them to the Derby Public Library for fall programs. What are you talking about, Mooney Pie? The library's fall programs have events for both kids and adults. Toddler time, preschool story time, adventures, tween zone, and teen Tuesday. But what about the grown folk? Adults 18 plus can try our free Derby DIY classes or watch a movie at the library lounge. I just hope great uncle Milton doesn't lose his teeth again. Oh, granny. Derby Public Library. Paz Photography specializes in family and senior portraits. Past photo sessions and more information can be found on their Facebook page, Paz Photography, or they can be reached at 631-5417. Paz Photography, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Serving the Derby area since 1976, Shelton Collision is here for all your repair needs. Shelton Collision offers paintless repair, body and mechanical work, along with rental cars and towing services. Located at 325 West Patriot in Derby, Shelton Collision is there to help you through any accident-related repairs. Shelton Collision is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Derby Overhead offers a wide range of garage door services and is located at 3019 North Oliver in Derby. To set up an appointment, they can be reached at 788-8889 or at derbyoverhead.com. Derby Overhead is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. From the day you spot the house, the one you've dreamed about, until the day you make it yours, there are a lot of steps along the way. 
The experienced loan experts at Fidelity Bank are local and have helped thousands of people throughout the Wichita area become homeowners. At Fidelity, we believe the process should be as comfortable as home. So when you need a mortgage, let's talk. To learn more, visit fidelitybank.com slash homeloans. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Tonight's Panther Football Halftime Report is brought to you by Fidelity Bank of Derby. Bravely onward. Well, we're back at Panther Stadium. Uh, Panthers lead this one 55-22. No, it's not the end of the game, guys. It's halftime. <laughs> Panthers have put up 55. Lawrence has put up 22. And that, that's where we stand right now. And, uh, you know, so far, uh, if, if my math is right, the Panthers' uh, defense has stopped Lawrence three and out five times. Lawrence has failed to stop the Panthers, I believe, in this first half. Well, Dole, before we get into the halftime stats, uh, again, provided by Fidelity Bank, they just gave a special award to Jim and Christy Lang and all their years of support with the uh, Panther Pack. And you and I said, you know, I think they should add old Terry Stedman and Mark Stedman down there with them. But I, I, one of the things I heard them say, they've raised over $1.5 million for the high school football and, and, and all programs. It's not just football, but all the athletics, which is an incredible feat. And they've been doing this for, again, kids went through the school, kids are all gone. So, again, just a tribute to some of the Panther uh, supporters. Go ahead and jump it into the halftime stats. Uh, first downs. Again, this is going to bear out kind of weird because Derby hadn't had the football a lot. First downs, Panthers have had nine while Lawrence has 10 rushing yards, Doyle, 19 touches for the Panthers, 279 yards for Lawrence, 19 touches for 94. Doyle, here's that average yard for rush that Coach Clark, we were all talking about. That I think Hubbard, Zerger, and Edwards are all right around that 10 yards per carry. Right now, Derby's averaging 14.7 yards per touch. Wow, that's uh, that's uh, that's unbelievable. That's, that's uh, I don't... <laughs> It's unbelievable. Let's just leave it at that. Well, passes, we don't get. Here's a, here's a Panther team that last week, again, 11 for 11, 12 for 12. They're 4 for 4 tonight for 160 yards. Lawrence, 2 for 6 with one pick for 56 yards. So a little bit of a discrepancy there. How's this one, Doyle? Panthers have touched the ball 23 times, 439 total yards. Lawrence, 26 touches for 150 yards. Yeah, well, I, I, I believe that. I mean, uh, in terms of Lawrence's touches, I, I had no idea the Panthers had that much yardage. I know they, they got a lot of points on the board, but uh, that's a lot of yardage for a, a first-half effort. Well, average yards per play, Panthers at 19.1, Lawrence at 5.8. Another big uh, signal that, that tells what's going on. Lawrence has two turnovers, Panthers have none. Well, it, that, that's kind of what built the hole for uh, Lawrence was a couple of turnovers to start the game. Brock Zerger, 4 for 4 tonight, uh, 160 yards on the receiving end. Uh, Dylan Edwards has two catches for 87. Nathan Keener has one for 29. Doyle Dylan Edwards, 10 touches on the ground tonight, 200 yards. Brock Zerger, 8 touches for 86. So Dylan Edwards right now in the first half is 287 yards of offense for the Panthers. Wow, that, that's, uh, that's unbelievable. This young man is, uh, again, like we've talked uh, uh, he's probably going to go to Notre Dame, and uh, he's he's going to he's going to carve out a niche up there at Notre Dame. Well, no doubt. I mean, and you you got to look at uh, how the Panthers played that second or that first half when you know they started looking like they were going to cave in on Dylan, 
Coach Clark went to the air, and it's been pretty successful for for four for 160 yards. So, so good uh, good call by uh, Coach Clark again. First half, 439 yards for the Panthers, 150 for Lawrence High. The all important stat we love to see. Derby right now leads 55 to 22. Yeah, we're about seven minutes away uh, from the start of the second half. That includes the uh, obligatory three-minute warm-up time. And, uh, again, we want to remind listeners that Lawrence is going to get the ball to to start the second half. And, again, they trail in this one 55-22. This is Panther football on a live 105 KDKQ, 105.9 FM. We'll be back. For nearly 45 years, Confederated Builders Incorporated has been serving the Derby area and other communities all over the United States. Confederated Builders is a general contractor specializing in restaurants and light commercial building projects. They're located at 503 North Buckner in Derby and can be reached at 788-3701. Confederated Builders Incorporated, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. Since 1985, D&B Service Center has provided motorists in the Derby area with auto repair services that include engine maintenance, heating and air conditioning, battery service, tires, and wheel alignment. Located at 722 North Baltimore, on the corner of K-15 and Burton and Derby, they can get you back on the road with quality and timely repair. More information on services that D&B Service Center has to offer can be seen at dnbservicecenter.com or they can be reached at 788-1641 between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. DNB Service Center is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. We'd like to thank DNM Mechanical for their support of Friday night Derby Panther Football on Alive 105. Locally owned and operated heating and cooling experts with over 50 years experience in commercial and residential service, installation, and indoor air quality. They offer 24-7 emergency service with their main goal to provide you with outstanding heating and cooling products from filters to complete system upgrades. Their motto is honesty, integrity, respect. DNM Mechanical, located in Derby at 2300 North Nelson Drive. They can be reached 24-7 at 712-4025. More information can be seen on their website, dnmmechanicals.com. Derby Nutrition is conveniently located right off of K-15 in Derby, serving healthy meal smoothies, high-quality protein, clean energy drinks, teas, and protein coffee. Derby Nutrition is located at 200 North Baltimore and can be reached at 260-5557. And on their Facebook page, Derby Nutrition and Energy. Derby Nutrition, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Programming on Alive 105 is in part made possible by Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, located at 1033 North Rock Road in Derby, providing estate planning and probate services, as well as assistance with long-term care planning and preservation of assets. Our thanks to Elder Law of Kansas, 777-1186. Proud supporters of Derby Panther Football. Field Station Dinosaurs is a prehistoric experience featuring over 40 life-size, moving, and realistic dinosaurs that's thrilling, educational, and fun for the family. This September, sleep under the stars with Cretaceous Camping, Fridays and Saturdays. More information on their website, kansasdinos.com. Build Station Dinosaurs is located on the north side of Derby at 2999 North Rock Road. Build Station Dinosaurs is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. 
John Mendoza is a Derby High School graduate and professional photographer celebrating 50 years of photography. Mendoza Photography features senior portraits, family portraits, and John has personally photographed over 1,800 weddings. John can be reached at 316-804-5987. John's portfolio is available at www.mendoza.photography. For the past 16 years, Artistic Builders has offered home building in Derby and the surrounding area. Artistic Builders offer different plans to make your dream home come true. They can be reached at 650-7536 or on their website, artistic.builders. Artistic Builders is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Offering fresh, authentic Mexican food, La Hacienda is conveniently located right off of K-15 in Derby. They can conquer any craving with their 70-plus dishes and amenities like tableside guacamole, live music, and an outside patio. La Hacienda is located at 1138 North Nelson Drive and can be reached at 927-2900 for call-ahead service. La Hacienda, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Fisher Media Company offers video, audio, graphic, and web services for churches and businesses alike. Fisher Media is a strong believer in Alive 105's mission and strategy on being a light to Derby, Kansas, and the surrounding areas. Fisher Media is a proud partner of Alive 105 and a sponsor of Derby Panther Football. Well, we're back at Panther Stadium where right now the Panthers lead 55-22. We're into the obligatory warm-up period. Both teams are back on the field. And, uh, you know, it's just been, you know, for the most part, I mean, there was a little stretch there where the defense looked like they were fluttering a little bit or floundering. And then all of a sudden, you know, they come back and they squash uh, uh, Lawrence. So hopefully they can keep that going in the second half. Well, we got a few halftime scores to keep people updated on. Uh, looks like uh, at half, McPherson 21, Arc City 0, Northwest 30, Junction City 20. So a lot of scoring uh, in the Northwest game. Manhattan 20, Wichita East 6. So East giving them a little bit of a battle there. Worshburn Rural 14, Garden City 0 at halftime. And the halftime score again, Hutch 7, Bishop Carroll 0. Again, two opponents that the uh, Panthers uh, played very tightly uh, with Wamigo 14, Rose Hill 2. So, That's, again, just a, a few of those scores around the state that uh, we kind of watch. Yeah, it's it's uh, pretty – the Rose Hill score is pretty interesting, 14-2, uh, to two, obviously a safety and a couple touchdowns. But uh, it's nice, Rose Hill. They're just our little neighbor up here to the east. It's nice they've made it at least to the second week of the playoffs. Uh, here's another one, a little maybe a little bit of a surprise. Blue Valley West, 7, Olathe North, 0 at halftime. Wow. Olathe North's been the, the hot team up there on on the east side of the bracket, and uh, they went undefeated till they met up with uh, Free State, and uh, I think they ended up 7-1. and one. They've been the hot team on that side of the bracket. Again, you get to this uh, part of the season and anything can happen. Yeah, that's exactly right. This, this is... <laughs> This is the one where any, any given night, and I know you've heard that before, any given Saturday, uh, you know, uh, any team can win. So, you know, it, it just happens. You have to stay on your game or, or you could be, you know, you could be packing it up. Well, here's a couple more. Gardner 15, Blue Valley Northwest 7. Washburn Rural starting to, to put it on Garden City. They lead, now lead 21 
to zero. Well, that was a team, uh, Garden City, that uh, everyone kept talking about going, hey, they could be a one seed, they could be a one seed. Or, and you and I kept thinking, I, I don't know that they've played that tough a competition. So uh, that's a game we're really watching because uh, if the Panthers are able to prevail tonight, that would be uh, the game that we would be uh, involved with. Well, now, uh, Gardner Edgerton's beating the defending 6A state champions, Blue Valley Northwest. And, uh, you know, we heard a little bit about Gardner Edgerton. We got a guy that we know. He's now the AD over at uh, uh, Clearwater, but he coached over at uh, Gardner Edgerton. He told us before the season started that they might make some noise in the playoffs, and it looks like they're doing just that. Well, Doyle, we're about ready to get started. And, and with all great timing, the heavy rain, mist, whatever you want to call it, is back. So about the time the kids left the locker room, it's, uh, again, a very wet, chilly evening here at Panther Stadium. It slowed down pretty good uh, at halftime when the kids were in the locker room. But like you said, as soon as they exited the locker room, the rain kind of picked up a little bit, or the mist. It looks like a mist to me. Jessup kicking off. Panthers lead 55-22. It's going to be taken at about the seven-yard line, 15-20. And Panthers are going to shut it down at about the 25, so not not bad by our special teams. Well, it'll be interesting, be interesting to see how the coaches play this second half. And you got to think, how does, uh, how does Lawrence come back and uh, figure out uh, stopping this Derby offense? Well, the Derby's offense needs to keep going. Motion for the first time. Back to pass. Now he drops it. Quarterback, I think it was Bowen, and boy, did he get lit up after about a yard gain. Well, Lawrence went into motion that time. Bowen looked like he was going to throw the football, and then he just tucked it and tried to sneak up the center of the defense. Well, we've seen quarterbacks have luck with that. Panther defense had nothing to do with it. Well, he didn't get anything. It's going to be second and ten. Ball's still on the 26-yard line. But, yeah, that's the first time we've seen motion out of the backfield like that. And you kind of figured maybe they were going to go to, to Reed on the play. But he kind of pulled it down, tried to make some yardage out of it. Second long. Now Reed shifting to the other side, to the far side of the quarterback. And again, show motion. Quarterback on a keeper gets to the outside. Panthers slow him down, and they knock him out of bounds at about the Oh, 34-yard line, so it's going to pick up two, maybe three. And Lawrence was wanting a roughing call, but uh, referees didn't have any of that either. And by the way, to this point, the referees are doing a good job. These guys are calling a, a good ball game. Well, Lawrence is back in a third and eight situation. Well, they really need to get out of this end of the field. They're uh, going against a pretty brisk win now, too clock moving well i guess it stopped 1101 to go third and long and the ball's, ball's on, the, on ground. the ground just threw it up and it picked, it, off. It picked off by the panthers 25 20 gonna be hit hard and brought down inside the 15 well, Doyle, that was a pass he should have never attempted to throw. The ball was snapped on the ground. He picked it up. There was Panthers all over him, and it was more of a, I'm going to get rid of the ball, but you can't do that in the center of the field. Panthers picked it off easily. They're back in deep into Lawrence territory. Looks like it was Geddes on the interception. 
and it, 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 I don't know if it looked like it looked like to me it might have been tipped oh, a little it definitely bit, was and, tipped. and we definitely. hit the we we caught it on the old tip drill, and uh, that just tells you our coverage was good. And he just threw it up, quarterback. Hopefully, one of his guys would get it. Zerger finds a little bit of a lane inside the ten, down close to the five. Yeah, good call by the coaching staff again. Uh, you know, on the on the option, Zerger made the right read, cut up inside, and he picks up eight on the play. Not how Lawrence wanted to come out at half. Absolutely not. I mean, that was just a desperation throw by the he was in trouble. The ball was on the ground. He just threw it up in the air, and uh, it didn't end up the way he wanted it to. Second and short, Edwards. He springs to the outside, gets. I mean, he just ran through a tackle. He should have lost three or four yards. Instead, he gets inside the five and gets a first down. Well, you're right. He should have lost some yardage on the play, and he he got out of it, delivered the ball, the blow on a guy that's uh, twice his size. It's going to be now first and goal from the four, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Mr. Edwards cut to the outside, wide side of the field. It's on the near hash. So, Doyle, can you see why? Uh, College teams all over the nation are looking at this guy. Yeah, that that run right there was typical. I mean, it that's what they look for. And he cuts to the outside again. Touchdown, Panthers. Only this time it's a short side of the field, but they didn't set the edge. He took advantage. Oh, Doyle, what did he do? I mean, you watched him, and he was kind of held up. He hesitated and let Lawrence do their thing and then just beat them to the edge. So, again, just uh, tremendous vision by Dylan Edwards. What's the, what's the running clock requirement, 40 or 45? 45. 61 to 22, Panthers. And it's extra point is good. It didn't even look like Lawrence even tried to, to block it. So it's now 62 to 22 with 10:05 left in the third. Panthers started out the second half. Their defense took the ball away, and really, that to me, that was more Lawrence because he he should have just he should have just took took the loss. And well, and, sophomore uh, quarterback, you got a lot of things to learn. And your dad's a coach. I'm sure that uh, you know tomorrow they're going to look at that. And he's going to go, hey, we got to learn from these mistakes. And again, just a you know, a young mistake. Uh, you got to sometimes after the ball's on the ground and everything's looking bad, just take your loss. And uh, instead, he tried to gamble and do too much, and it uh, it bit him. Well, he'll he'll learn that. He's got two more years and many more games to play. Back deep, it looks like it's Reed standing on the five yard line. Again, what win there is, and it doesn't look like there's much now. If we look at that flag, there's none. You know, it's really weird, Doyle, because you look at the flag, but look at the cheerleaders down there. They're little, you know, they're blowing so hard against that plastic. Yeah, the, the just, baggies they're wearing. Yeah, you just think deceiving. it was a 30 mile an hour wind. Yeah. There, there the flag moved. So but I think we must be getting some strange gusts. Must be swirling type winds. Again, it'll be in the end zone this time. It'll be brought out to the 20. Again, 10.05 left. Panthers have extended their lead to 62-22. And, yeah, I, I don't see... I don't see any any number twos coming no, in the no, game I for, don't, a while, I, I, for a fact, while. Your defense has to get some action in tonight. They just haven't played a full game, and you know you got to keep those guys involved. They have to get some reps. Panthers are playing kind of a 
Gosh, I'm, they're playing off the receivers by several yards. Back to pass. Caught. Panthers played that real nice. They picked up a, a yard or two. The the LB's done that. Uh, Panthers like... closed very quickly, Doyle. That's that little out route that teams have had success against the Panthers on. And, you know, they gave him just a little bit of cushion and then lit him up after the catch. Wash and Pascal on the coverage and the play that time. I believe Pascal's the left side middle linebacker and Wash is the right side middle linebacker. They combined for a good play. Second and seven. A little bit of a high snap. Again, caught uh, caught and dropped. Doyle, again, I'm telling you, these receivers are hearing footsteps because the ball was was a very catchable ball, but uh, it was dropped. And had he made the catch, he was going to get lit up. Yeah, Roman Bowden would have assured that. He was right there. And and it has to be, yeah, I I agree. Unless you played played that position... (laughs) You don't know what that means. <laughs> they can hear footsteps, and you can. On a keeper, now they pitch it out to Reed. Oh, my goodness. The Panthers should have had him for very little gain, and he still managed to pick up a first down. He's going to be very I think, close I think. to it. If they don't give it to him, he's going to be close, no question. And it's going to be fourth down. Uh, he's going to be shy. But you go for it when you're behind oh, by yeah. 40 points. Panthers, that shouldn't even been close. Ooh, he got it. He's going to get it barely, but it was a pretty risky call by, uh, again, you say a risky call by, by Coach Bowen, but you, you trail 62 to 22. You know, you got you to do something. There. That was a pretty good spot by the officials. Uh, he landed straddling the ball, was on the 30, and they give him progress out to the 31, but it's a pretty generous spot. First and 10, nonetheless, again, on a keeper. Bowen, he's just picking his way and pushing Panthers out of the way, and he picked up seven on first down. Yeah, nothing fancy. It was just an obvious uh, quarterback keeper on the play, but uh, Bowen fights his way for the extra yardage. Yeah, Grant, no, it's going to be it's going to be a wildcat formation. Panthers stopped that. Picked up. I'm going to say they'll give him probably a yard on second down. Again, that was. Uh, Heck, and it was a wildcat formation. Now you got they're running in four and five guys on every play, so now it's Bowen back at quarterback and Reed's in the backfield with him. So it's third down and three. They give it to Reed. Panthers have him. They're gonna <laughs> get him for a loss. It's gonna put it back on about the th- 31-yard line, so it's going to be fourth down and, and nine. Good job by the Panther defense. Yeah, Doyle, you say a loss. Yeah, a humongous loss. And what did Reed do? He ran out of bounds. He looked and tried to look at the corner, and there was there was green green helmets everywhere, and he just bowed out of bounds. So I, I can't imagine them going for it. Now they're, they're lined up as they're, they're lined up like they're going to. I, I can't imagine it, but make it to give Panthers super field position. But if you do make it, you're a hero, I guess. So now they're calling timeout, which probably is a good move. Well, we got a break in the action. Tonight's broadcast is 
of Panther Football on Alive 105 is sponsored by these great derby businesses, Tender Care Lawn and Landscape, Wilhite Auto Service, MJB Heating and Cooling, Radio Shack of Derby, Riverside Cafe of Derby, DNB Service Center, Shelton Collision Repair, Autistic Builders, La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant, Muscle Focus Massage Therapy, Field Station Dinosaurs, Johnson & Company Certified Public Accountants, and DNM Mechanical. Again, as we always say, if you're in one of these places of business, let these guys know that you heard their ad on Panther Football on Friday night. Again, without these guys, we can't bring you all this football action that we've been bringing you over the years. And now, now they're going to punt, it looks punt. like. High snap. And the ball's going to hit, and it's going to take a Lawrence bounce inside the 30, down about the 26. Panthers had nobody back, which, you know, you gotta, you got to respect the fact that they might pull a, pull a fast one, so that's what they did. Now it's going to be uh, first and 10 Panthers on the, looks like 27-yard line, their own 27-yard line, leading 62-22. Well, I think a good good call by Coach Bowen there that after the timeout that they looked at and said, okay, Coach, fourth and ten, deep on our own territory. You know, we're just giving them freebies here. So they get a, you know, they got a great bounce out of the punt, too. So they forced uh, the Panthers back to their uh, own 27. Is that is that Hubbard in the ball game now? I can't tell. I think it is Hubbard, and it is, yes. I hope there's nothing wrong with Dylan. They're just giving Hubbard a... Well, as we said in the first half, Dylan had uh, over 280 all-purpose yards. So, you know, I think you're just at that point, and then it looks like... Yeah, I'm trying to see. I, I think Dylan's just getting a spell here and a good good reason to. Well, I know Zerger's still the quarterback. Well, a ball game that really, for all purposes, should be out of control at this point. Well, if the Panthers score here, that's a running clock condition. So, And uh, Hubbard out to the 50, 40. He's going to outrun everybody. It's going to be a touchdown. Oh, man. Hubbard. Derek Hubbard takes it up the gut. Doyle, I didn't know. I, he doesn't have the speed Dylan Edwards has. And I was like, I don't know if he'll take it. But he did. He outran every Lawrence defender. So, yes, we should be in a running clock situation here in the second round of playoffs as Derby is just throttling Lawrence right now. Well, it's 68-22 to 22 with the... All important extra point to follow. And it's up, and it is good, as I say, right down Broadway. Panthers now lead 69-22, and we'll see what happens here. Well, Doyle, didn't we put, uh, I, I believe the final score last week was 69 for the Panthers, and right now we've still got 639 to go in the third quarter and the Panthers lead 69-22. to the, the referees are having a discussion in the end zone. So I think we're going to see a running clock condition for the rest of the night. So we'll we'll wait and see. But if it's 45 in the second half, that meets the criteria. And, uh, well, Washburn Rural now 28, Garden City 0, Manhattan 27, Wichita East 12, Gardner 22, Blue Valley 
northwest 13, so uh, east kind of hanging around in Manhattan. East is hanging in there. They sure are. As we said last week, East is one of those wild card teams that a uh, bunch of great athletes picked early in the season to do very well and then fell on some hard times, but uh, a very good football team. Do we have anything new on the Northwest game? I was kind of wondering. That was pretty close, I think, the last time, last score we had. Or at least I thought it was pretty close. Northwest 30, Junction City 20. And the kick goes out of bounds, so it's going to be on the 30. It looks like, well, they, yeah, the clock's yeah, running. The, the white hat was trying to motion over, wind the clock, wind the clock. So, you know, Doyle, what do you say? Second round of the state playoffs. You, you really should not be going to a running clock situation. but uh, I, I believe I'm seeing wholesale defensive changes. Well, again, what you, you know, you're at a running clock. Why do you want to take a chance? Well, I'm not questioning. I'm, I'm, I'm just, no, I'm getting I'm just saying hurt. I see it. So it's going to be first and ten for the Panthers, or for the Lions, excuse me, on their 35. Again, Reed, he breaks two or three tackles and going to get out past the 35 or 40 to the, about the 42. Well, and you, you expect that you'll see Lawrence start racking up some yardage here uh, against our twos. But, Doyle, they played, uh, you think about our JV last week, I know they scored at least two touchdowns on, uh, on Topeka. Yes, they did. Second and four. Again, they give it to Reed. He cuts it up. Breaks three or four tackles in Panther territory. Breaks another one. Gets down to the 43-yard line. So first down for Lawrence. Five minutes to go here. In the third quarter, Panthers lead 69-22. Well, you'd expect the offense to come out the same way. And guess what? Derek Hubbard's still going to be in the backfield. Yeah, you do expect the, the offense to come out the same way. Sure. Again, he cuts inside, only picks up maybe a yard on first down, so it's going to be second down and nine. And it looks like they're just looks like they're they're not in any hurry to pass or anything, just exclusively running the football right now. Well, and you know, Coach Bowen knows the same thing. I'm not going to be surprised to see him pass a little bit, but he knows the game's out of control, and you know, <clears throat> you got to respect the fact that Derby started pulling in all their JV guys. So second nine, down to inside 420 in the third. Again, Reed straight up the middle, and he gets tackled inside the 20. Reed, uh, he'll he'll reach his per game average probably now. He made a pretty good run there. He's been he's been their go-to guy all year long. Oh, he's a he's a good he, running back. The Derby defense really shut him down tonight, though. I mean, you know he and you know others short than a couple of you know the the couple of touchdowns. Panther defense played very well. They, they yes. And they give it to Heck. No, keeper Bowen. And it looks like he might get in for. Yeah, they're going to give him the touchdown. 
So that was an 18-yard touchdown run, probably 65 yards in little or no time. So now it's 69-28 with the clock moving. Yeah, that's the that's the blessing in these situations. The clock continues to run. And it looks like Noah Kirk. It's oh, high. Way off. I don't uh, it's no good. Say, way off to the right. It was just uh, kind of shanked. It was yeah, it was kind of a I don't know, he hit hit it like he hit it too low on the ball. But still it's 69-28 and the clock is still moving. Boy, Washburn rule now all over Garden City, thirty-four to nothing. I, I'm I, I, that score does not surprise me. I uh, I called Washburn rule if we both got out would be our opponent the third playoff week early on. You know what's interesting about these running clock situations is, you know, and again Panthers lead big in the ball game, but it doesn't matter once the running clock starts. It wouldn't matter if uh, you know if. If Lawrence started coming back and you looked at the score, everyone goes, well, i got to give him a chance. But once the running clock starts, that's where it stays. Yep, it stays running. And, and again, we've seen it we've seen it go a bunch of different ways. Sometimes they stop it after a touchdown. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes, you know, it, they'll stop it when they go out. You know, so it just depends, I think, on the officiating crew. And, uh, and maybe it's a decision made by the sidelines, too. And the ball is just squibbed. Panthers are going to have it on about the 24. Got away from our receiver, but he was able to keep his head, jumped on it. Panthers are going to have the ball first and 10. From there, I guess they're going to mark it right about the 25-yard line. They lead 69-28. Third quarter is about over. Less than 90 seconds to go. Panthers will have it. We expect to see Braxton Clark as well as Hubbard remaining in the backfield. So, uh, again, Hubbard's still a very explosive-type runner. Well, I thought maybe Braxton might have had his wrist taped, but I think he's wearing gloves tonight. They pitch it to Hubbard. He makes a couple guys miss. He's going to pick up two, three yards. Not a bad run, really, for uh, Derek. Yeah, you know, when you look out there at Clark and your your first instinct is, wow, he's wearing a glove on his uh, throwing hand, but he's a lefty. So the glove's only on the right hand. Yeah. So uh, Braxton can still grip the football and throw it if he needs to. Second and seven for the Panthers. I This could be the last play of the third quarter. Panthers, again, they lead big, 69-28. They really played a, a good ball game. Lawrence has had trouble with the Panther offense, but our defense really probably maybe played their best game of the season tonight. Clark, big hole, 40, 45, 50 into Lawrence territory inside the 35, down about the 34-yard line. Nice run by Braxton Clark. Yeah, you know, I saw Braxton talking to Hubbard right before the snap, and I, I'm sure they were just going, hey, let's make sure we get this play right. Braxton finds a seam and uh, gets it down deep into uh, Lawrence territory. That ends the third quarter. Panthers lead 69-28. This is Panther football on Live 105, 105.9 FM. We'll be back.
TenderCare offers unprecedented landscaping and outdoor living features, including cook centers, pools, and patios, as well as irrigation install and repair. Find them on the web at TenderCareLandscape.com, or you can reach them at 788-5416. TenderCare, located at 219 South Water Street in Derby, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. We'd like to thank Derby Junior Football for their support of Derby Panther Football on Alive 105 KDKQ. Derby Junior Football embraces youth athletic competition in a way that should be competitive, fun, and a key component of a child's education. The Derby Junior Football Organization promotes important life skills like desirable personal and social behaviors and the development of good character. You can learn more about the Derby Junior Football Program and find out about signing up by calling 788-8500. You can also find them on Facebook and on the web. Back at Panther Stadium, first down on the 34-yard line. Now Braxton Clark on a keeper. Looked like he was going to throw it, and uh, he pulled her down and had to run with it. Got maybe back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and you were exactly right. Uh, Braxton was going to throw it. It looked like he bobbled it. Great presence of mind to pull the ball down and try and run it. And, well, I kind of liked it that end of run. Lawrence was uh, staying with Braxton a while, and, and, and you saw a little chippiness out of Braxton, and that's, uh, that's a competitive nature you like to see. Well, I know you know that young, young man well, and uh, uh, just, just based on what you've told me, that, that little bit of chippiness is good for him. He, he's a pretty nice kid from what you tell yeah. me. And uh, and Hubbard, big hole, far side. He's going to get inside the 20, inside the 15, and gets run out of bounds at, oh, right about the 8-yard line. Well, if you're Lawrence, again, you look up and you go, hey, we, they got all their starters in, and we thought they might get tired. They got a lot of young men going both ways. But, man, Hubbard hit the edge, and it was uh, no question that he was going to pick up big yardage. And, and yeah, we're ahead 69-28, but you can't tell these guys not to score. They're, oh, they're no. the number twos, and you can't. Too much time left to take a knee. So Panthers are going to have it first and goal after a nice run by Derek Hubbard. Gets it down to the eight-yard line. Again, Hubbard bounces to the outside. Touchdown, Panthers! <laughs> he reached out. <laughs> Going to make it 75-28 with the extra point to follow. Well, Doyle, you think the last two touchdowns, I I mean, Hubbard ran the first one with his starting line in there, but really two touchdowns by the junior varsity again and 75 points. That's a bunch. That's a bunch. Second round of the playoffs, that's a bunch. Extra point is up, and it's good. So Panthers take a 76-28 lead with 9.50 left. Well, we got a second. Let's give a shout-out to our game night sponsors, the Derby Recreation Center, Confederated Builders, Derby Junior Football, the Derby Informer, Derby Public Library, Pause Photography by Kelsey Lockie, Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, John Mendoza Photography, Fidelity Bank, Derby Nutrition, Fisher Media, El Magai, Mexican restaurant, and Derby Overhead. Like we always say, go, go, when you go see these guys, tell them you heard their ad on Friday Night Football on a Live 105. And again, reminder that, you know, Panther fans, you can listen to these games anytime. I think they date back to 2019 on any of the podcasts. So 
you know, if you missed the game or, you know, you got grandma or grandpa that, uh, you know, fell asleep listening to us and you go, gosh, you can still catch this game tomorrow afternoon. So just uh, another neat feature that uh, KDKQ brings to the table. And it's going to be, again, Jessup will be kicking off. I'm I'm figuring, yeah, this, these are probably our number ones on the kickoff team. It's awful hard to... It's awful hard to flip-flop number twos on a kickoff team, so usually the, the teams will leave their special teams alone and just make the switches on offense and defense. High end over end, into the win. Going to be taken at the 15. And Panthers knock him down hard at about the 30, so really got out to the 30, but still it was it was a 15-yard return. Uh, because the kick was a little bit shorter due to the fact that it's into the wind. Well, that's a tough deal sometimes when you, you know, you've been playing all night, you got wet, you got you were warm, and then you come out thinking you're out done with the ball game and you, you kind of get tight, and then they uh, call you out to go back on special teams. 7.50 to go and counting. But you're exactly right. Sometimes it's tough to put that, uh, that uh, kickoff team or kick return team together with your JV. First and ten. And on a keeper, it's Bowen. He picks up seven or eight on first down. So it's going to get out to the 30, 38. You know, Bowen's a good-looking kid. And as we said, just a sophomore. So, uh, you know, we, we'll probably see him in uh, the next couple years. Well, Grammer's in now. And he, I believe he's a junior. So they'll both be around next year. Back to pass goes Grammer. Man open in the flat, caught at midfield. Big tight end. Gets down to about the 40-yard, 39-yard line of the Panthers. First and 10. And this is uh, those situations, you know, like I said, you're, you're trailing big and you let these kids play. And, you know, for the seniors particularly out there, they know what's happening tomorrow. They're checking in their uniforms, so you want to give them every opportunity you can. That's a good pitch and catch. The, the, the guy that caught it was a six foot five inch, two hundred and thirty pound tight. Or well, he's a slot guy, an H back. Again, Grammer on a keeper, or no, Bowen on a keeper. He gets all the way down inside the Panther 30 to about the 25. Doyle, you know, you talk about these seniors and being done. I told someone today that uh, they were kind of worried, saying, you know, and their son was a senior, and they said, man, I, I just don't want it to be their last game. I said, unfortunately, at this level of at any sport, the only guys that aren't crying after the last game is the guys that win a state championship. Everyone else, there's a lot of tears shed and unhappy times. So uh, uh, you're, you're our spot on. That That's the way it is. And they give it to Heck. He gets hit hard and probably falls forward for another couple of yards. Going to be second and five. Clock moving, 5.30 to go in the ball game. Panthers lead 76-28. Probably for some of the fans here that are cold and wet, they're really tickled that there's a running clock. Well, yeah, well, I mean, I'm cool. I'm good. (laughs) Back to pass goes Bowen, and a man open, and it's just a little bit out of the reach of the intended receiver. Again, it was that six foot four incher. I mean, we got a five foot nine inch 
corner on him. That's almost unfair, isn't it? Yeah, again, I, I think you got to want the football if you're a, if you're a big horse like that. You got to want to make that catch. Going to be second, third down and five. Must have been a long night for for Lawrence. It has for for Lawrence. Yes. Trips to the near side for Lawrence. Reed and Bowen in the backfield. Reed now switches sides to the right side of the quarterback. And he quarterback takes the keeper, and he gets back to the line of scrimmage, and it's going to be fourth down and five. Panthers played that one very well. Played it very well and put a put a really good hit on Bowen. He gets he got up a little slow. He got he got the latch knocked off his lunchbox on that one. Yeah, he, no he, doubt. When, when you see a young man's body bounce off the turf, you know he's got, you know he's got hit pretty good, and he's might be a little groggy. Who knows? But anyway, Grammer's in at quarterback. Fourth down. Back to pass. Good man in the end zone. Panthers are playing it. Panthers it intercepted. <laughs> Their whistles are blowing. Well, wait a I minute. I don't know. Unless he stepped he in. Might, I think they're calling it a touchback. Well, I don't see a signal. but I, I believe I saw the linesman call it. Well, and that come, should come out to the 20. That's a good play by the Panther defense. Again, three minutes to go. It's going to be Panther ball. Should be on the 20. Now, Doyle, Blue Valley West now 14, Olathe North 0. Wow. That'll be the upset of the week, I would imagine, on that side of the bracket. Hutch 14, Bishop Carroll 7. So a little bit uh, of a surprise. Uh, that's a battle down there. Two pretty good football teams. Yeah, two pretty good ball teams. We played them both, and we they, they gave us all we wanted. Again, Clark and Hubbard in the backfield. Hubbard, he's going to pick up three or four on first down. I think the Panthers just want the clock to move. It's 2.30 to go in the ball game. 76-28. Panthers could run the clock out if just one first down is game over for sure. And Panthers will probably be playing uh, Washburn Rule next week at home. Hopefully under a little bit different weather conditions. Let's hope. I heard there's another front moving in uh, next week, so we'll see. Yeah, Washburn Rural now 34, Garden City 7, so that looks like who uh, we'll face. Again, Hubbard, he just kind of gets back to the line of scrimmage. Again, clock moving. Almost down to 90 seconds. Mercifully so. Agreed. <laughs> and Coach Clark, they're trying to take up every bit of the play clock they can, everything uh, to slow this ball game, speed this ball game up, I should say. And the and the the, the misty rain is coming down hard again, Doyle. Well, I hate to. Th- we I got to get spend one the night dig- up here so we don't get wet. I, I got to get one dig in. I'll bet Coach Clark is just miserable. <laughs> And Hubbard picks up another yard. It's going to be fourth down. About 70 seconds to go in tonight's ball game. Northwest now 44, 
Junction City 27. Junction's, Junction's giving them a good ball game. Well, Panthers are going to have to punt. Well, no, they're looks like they're in offense, and I don't. Oh, I thought I seen one of our receivers move, but well, I think he was trying to see if he could draw Lawrence offside. It didn't work. Panthers letting the clock run. They're gonna they're gonna take it down. Just let it run out. Take the five yard penalty, and I imagine we'll see Cooper come on and punt the football. Well, you, well, you take the five yard penalty. Clock's gonna run yeah, out. Clock game, should so. run out. You know, I think that's more of a of a play of sportsmanship as well. Coach Clark, you know, there wasn't any sense in doing anything, so they can just uh, let this clock run out now. It looks like what they're doing is down to 10 seconds. Uh, Panthers are going to come away with this when they're going to go to, gosh, 8-2. Yeah. They're gonna, yeah. they're gonna you, you see the Derby kids are getting out quick out there. And, I, you know, you and I know Coach Clark really well, and I'm sure he's cold and miserable going, God, let's get these things done so I can get to the locker room. Yeah, I think he's already given those instructions out. <laughs> <laughs> but, Doyle, what a game tonight. I mean, really, the Panthers came in, and from the start, they controlled the evening. They jumped out to a big lead. Then all of a sudden, Lawrence uh, looked like they were going to crawl back into things, and Panthers made the adjustments and really put the hammer down. Well, what, what I noticed – what, what I noticed was, you know, we got up pretty big on them. Then they, you know, our defense shut them down. Then they scored a couple times on our defense, and that was it for them. They, they, they're against our number ones. They did nothing else for the rest of the night. So, uh, you know, it's a good effort by our defense against a good Lawrence team. Right, and I think I think Coach Wietrich, uh, I think you know Coach Wietrich, Coach DeVore, they're they're all going to look at some things and they're going to look at their special teams and go, man, we again, I don't know what grade you give them. I I, I know coaches well enough. They're probably special teams are probably going to give them a C because they're going to say, hey, you guys did some really good stuff, some really bad stuff, and defensively, uh, you know, Coach Wietrich, I'd say, you know, he's probably going to say, hey, I'm giving them a B. You know, they played some really good good football, but they made some mental mistakes that to keep progressing in the season, you, you can't do. Doyle, right now the, the football players, it's kind of fun. They're all taking off running towards the end zone. The band's not here tonight because the instruments, but they're all sliding on this extremely wet turf. <laughs> and they're sliding. And, uh, they're sliding. Somebody threw a flag. Oh, no, that's a white towel. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, again, the kids are having a blast and fun to see. Oh, man, I don't know who that was. We just had a Panther player do double backflips. Well, somebody doesn't hurt themselves doing that. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that normally the normally the kids run down to the north end zone. The band they 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 do the school song, and they these kids hang around for the band. The band and the football team are good buddies, and uh, there's no band tonight, so these kids are having fun. And uh, you know why not? This was this was a big win for Derby. I mean, I. I I wasn't Again, sure. These kids, Coach Clark's talked about it a million times with the jerseys and some of the things they do. He goes, you know, we ride these kids all week. You know, we have practices in the summer. We do all this stuff. they got to have some fun. And that just showed that, uh, yeah, these guys might be 15, 16, 17 years old. But, you know, they're still kids at heart. Yeah, and that, that's that's the whole deal there. Uh, uh, <laughs> they are kids, and sometimes we tend to uh, forget that. So anyway, Panthers, uh, they won 76-28. This is Panther football on Live 105, 105.9 FM. We'll be back.
Hi, this is Mark Winston, station manager for KDKQ, Alive 105. Are you a business owner? Are you looking for a new way to promote your product or service? Why not try the effective promotion power of radio? Christian Radio has some of the most loyal listeners, and they like to support area businesses that advertise on Christian Radio. Alive 105 is 100% local community radio with a positive message. We're here to support local business to help get the word out about your product and services. If you'd like to learn more about advertising on Alive 105 and about our underwriting opportunities for as low as $1.05 a day, ask for Mark at 681-1112. That's 681-1112. We look forward to hearing from you. Positively uplifting. Alive 105. In need of some weekly inspiration? Join New Spring Church every Sunday at 11 a.m. on Alive 105 for encouraging worship and a message from God's Word that will equip you for the week ahead. If you want to know what New Spring Church is about, we eat, sleep, drink, breathe, life change. We want people's lives to change. If people's lives aren't changing, there's no reason for us to exist. Learn more about New Spring Church in Wichita at newspring.org. Looking for a program that features Christian music classics of the 70s and 80s? Little country church on the I listen to the trumpet of Jesus. Seek no more. Streets of Gold is the program. Join us this week for those Christian music oldies with artists like Keith Green, Petra, Second Chapter of Acts. Well, you get the idea. Many more right here. Streets of Gold, Sunday evenings at 5 on Live 105. I'm Shawn Michaels, your host every weekend for two hours of classic Christian hits. Each week, we'll relive the biggest and most familiar classics from contemporary Christian music's era of rapid growth. Christian Music Rewind also gets listeners behind the scenes with plenty of artist interviews. Plus, your classic requests are always welcome at 2623-REWIND. Join me again this weekend for another trip to Christian music's past on Christian Music Rewind. Saturday at 5 on Alive 105. Hey everybody, this is Andy Christman. Join me this weekend for worship as I play your favorite worship music by today's Christian artist. We're going to sing, lift our voices to God, read His Word. It's going to be an awesome time that you don't want to miss. It's all this weekend on Worship. Worship with Andy Christman, Sunday mornings at 9 on Alive 105. Well, we're back at Panther Stadium where the Panthers advance to next week. Uh, they'll probably play uh, uh, Washburn Rule out of Topeka, and they'll play here in Derby since they're in the number two seed, and Washburn Rule is probably five or six, I'm guessing. But anyway, the game will be in Derby next week. Which is uh, is always a blessing. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can get a real quick uh, score uh, yeah, Manhattan 34, East 12, Northwest 44, Junction City 27. Again, that last Washburn Rural score was 34 to 7 over Garden, so we assume that's the uh, Yeah, we'll we're just assuming that, but, you know, it, it looks pretty pretty likely that that's who we'll play. Well, let's go ahead and get into our end-of-the-game stats for the Panthers and pretty impressive numbers as, as we do in the rushing department. Derby, 32 touches, 447 yards. 
For Lawrence, 35 touches on the ground, 200 yards. Panthers, Doyle, 14 yards per carry tonight. Wow. That, I mean, that's what it was at halftime, and they maintained it in the second half. That, that's pretty tough to maintain. And Brock Zerger, again, you know, didn't no need to throw the football tonight, but uh, wrap yourselves around this last two ball games. We are 16 for 16 throwing the ball. Brock was 4 for 4 tonight uh, for 160 yards. Lawrence 4 for 12 uh, for 81 yards, but had three interceptions tonight. Those were crucial. Again, Panthers uh, 160 yards in the air tonight. We'll grab this one. 607 total yards tonight and held Lawrence to just 281. Wow. Oh, what a what a defensive night! I mean, just I mean they had that one little spurt where they just couldn't seem to stop Lawrence, and then all of a sudden, boom, they went back to town. Well, an average yards per play, Panthers nearly 17 yards per play for Lawrence, 5.9. Big big stat again. Four turnovers for Lawrence tonight, none for the Panthers. Third down conversions, Lawrence six for 11. Panthers just one for four. They didn't have to ever have those situations come up. And fourth down. Conversions, Lawrence 1 for 12. Doyle that Lawrence was also sacked minus 3 yards. Individual stats for the Panthers again. Brock Zerger 4 for 4, 160 yards. Dylan Edwards had two catches for 87. Nathan Keener 1 for 29. Edwards again, a big night tonight on the ground. 13 touches, 206 yards. Throw that with the 87 uh, receiving. Dylan nearly had 300 yards tonight for the Panthers. Derek Hubbard, seven touches for 118 yards. Brock Zerger, nine touches for 94 yards. Braxton Clark, two touches for 36 yards. Again, going back to uh, total yardage for the night. Panthers, 607 total yards. With the stat we all want to hear about the most. If you look at the scoreboard, Panthers, 76. Lawrence High, 28. Yes, and that uh, that's quite a score. Uh, Everybody contributed tonight, offense, defense, special teams. They all contributed, and uh, it was it was a team effort, and Panthers come out on top. Again, this is uh, going to be win number eight for the Panthers, and uh, again, they will get into next week's, I guess I call it quarterfinals for the state, but it's actually semifinals for the western half of the bracket, uh, playing probably Washburn Rule. This has been Panther Football on Live 105, 105.9 FM, KDKQ. Thanks for listening.